Support for this episode of Talking Tesla and the following message come from Wonder Capital. Wonder Capital's online investment platform allows you to invest in solar energy products across the United States. Earn up to 8.5% annually while diversifying your portfolio, curbing pollution and combating global climate change. In fact, investors like you financed 40 large-scale projects in 2016, offsetting the equivalent of 2.5 million pounds of CO2 from burning coal. You can begin investing with as little as $1,000. And best of all, Wonder Capital doesn't charge any investor fees. To learn more, create a free account at wondercapital.com forward slash Tesla. That's Wonder with a U. W-U-N-D-E-R capital.com forward slash Tesla. Wonder Capital. Do well and do good. Talking Tesla. Talking Tesla. Tesla. I'm not sure if like my foot should be on the brake or the accelerator. Because they put rings on Elon. It must be some sort of geometrical algorithm. Are you ready now? Oh, I'm sure this math. Tom? So here's the deal. You know, I'm not a good parker, Tom. Yeah. I'll be the first to admit it. Yeah. I just think that this is a car company that is run by super Auto geeks. All the other cars are going to be stupid cars compared to this car. Tesla. You don't even have Tesla. Yep. I remember that. You've got a Model X. I've seen the future, and it is light pole charging. No, I wouldn't call it a screw-up. Do you like your Model X? God, it's beautiful. What, what are you so angry about today, Melvis? Wow, this sounds terrible. It sounds absolutely hollow. Why are we wooden. doing this? You're going to get the f- tape on this, and you're going to hate it, and it's people right. are going to send. No, this- it's fine. I'm going to. There's an explanation. What? All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's talking <laughs> Tesla eighty-one. We are sitting in a very pretty little cottage with lots of windows. Yes. It's white. It's yes. yellowish colored with yes. all kinds of beautiful. I don't know. Art knickknacks about. And there's for a the first- sink that doesn't, I think, flow. And the, for the first time in the history of the show, the three of us are sitting. That's We're right. sitting. So here's what's going on. Uh, the studio, the beautiful studio of, I don't know, last week had to be taken down because we're building another studio. So Studio 1 is shut down. Studio 2 doesn't exist. So we're in Studio 3, which is just basically a garden room with a lot of reflective surfaces producing a lot of reverberation. Um, So it's going to sound, you know, great. Tell me, Mel, this is a precursor to having a studio that will be awesome. Awesome. Yes, it's going to be f***ing awesome. So if that's Mushroom Studios, what is this studio? Well, the whole thing is Mushroom Studios, but um, I'm going to have to rethink the naming. Oh, God, please rethink the naming. (laughs) And uh, about 20 feet from us is where the other studio is, and I'm watching about 50 dudes uh, cut stuff up, bang with hands. It's going to be great. I think really what you wanted to say is the other studio is about 35 feet from us, and there's three dudes in there. Uh, 60. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, well, so we are in the sewing room where Mel was – he was quilting in here last week. Um, I don't know how to quilt, Tom. I was uh, uh, Don't knitting. pretend. I was don't, knitting. Don't pretend. So um, sorry if it doesn't sound quite as uh, great as uh, times past, but let's get into the show. And first of all, let's talk about the wavy lines. Last week, I don't know if you remember this, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I was being a bit of a, what do you call it, a wiener. That's a definite word. You were being a yeah. little bit too whiny about a it. A whiny wiener about the wavy lines. And I said, Tesla, is this thing on? And that was obnoxious. And the next day, the power of the podcast, next day, Tesla calls me and said, we here at Tesla have been listening to the show. Tesla, like, 
Specifically, like a sentient Tesla, like a robo. It sounded like a person, but AI has gotten very good, so it's hard to hard say. Hard to know. Yeah. And uh, this mm. wonderful person in the service department said, "Look, we've been listening to the show. In fact, a number of the engineers have been listening to the show and said, could you get Mel to bring his car in because it's becoming embarrassing that this <laughs> Australian wimpy whiner <laughs> keeps whining wimpishly on the show about wow. the wavy lines, about the wavy lines of autopilot." Hardware 2.0 in my car that is wavy, unt wavy, unt wavy. <laughs> so they dropped me off a beautiful loaner car, and here's the situation. They said, okay, we're going to drop a loaner car, and we're going to take your car, and we're going to go get it fixed. Uh-huh. There was some discussion amongst some of us here, not you guys, you're too smart for this. That's true. But some people who remain nameless uh, that said, oh my gosh, Protecting now, the innocent. <laughs> that perhaps you were going to get either a hundred D no. of ludicrous mode? No. Or a Model 3? Yeah, we're going to trust no. 100D ludicrous mode to the guy who says he can't park well. And whenever I step on the gas, when I test drive his car, starts screaming willy-nilly in the backseat. So, uh, Tom, you wanted to say a few words about the possibility of me getting a Model 3. Not possible. The non-possibility. So whoever, Dave and Jess, who came up with <laughs> that insane thought process that, A, uh-huh. Tesla was going to drop a $140,000 loaner car on you, yeah. or, I don't know, one of the 100 beta production Model 3s that there probably aren't even 100 of, I don't know which one of those things is more ludicrous. Yeah. The fact that the 100D goes 1,000 miles per hour. Mm. But he got one. That guy over there, Robert, got got one. He got the super special car with the multi-demo. I know. I got an – I think mine was a P85 Plus. P85 Plus. So it was as fast as my current car is now, and that was a very cool experience. Who cares? You had the car for 42 hours. Actually, about 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. And anyway, uh, let me – And since you drive so much, it was critical. I think I put three miles on it. So I think that this sort of – hallucinogenic thought process of you and the other folks that were at the Mushroom Studios mm-hmm. is a bad combination, a bad juxtaposition. Uh-huh. Hallucinogen uh-huh. and mushroom. mushrooms. Yeah. They and were they were they what they were doing was they were they were sitting around a table, yes. much like this one, yes. whining yes. about yes. wavy lines, okay. yes. having gigantic glasses of Kool-Aid. Yes. <laughs> Just just drinking the Kool-Aid. Just with like and then when they got to the bottom, the ice was like in the shape of Elon's face. Right. Yes. Right? And they were like, Hey man, you're totally gonna get a model three, bro, because you have wavy lines and Tesla cares about you. And they're gonna say, Mel, please drive this model three and tell us everything <laughs> about it on the podcast so we can have it launched throughout the universe yes. before we even launch the car for free So you're launch. thinking that we weren't <laughs> thinking. Straight, yeah. as it were. I'm, I'm hoping that at no time during that conversation, yeah. you said to yourself, yeah, yeah, they're totally going to give me a Model 3. There was a part of me, that, that boyish part, the, the part of you that's not dead, the part of you that believes in fairies and good things, that thought it could happen. The other part of me thought there's no effing way this is going to happen for all those reasons. The Chronicle of Narnia. Oh so I God. just got a beautiful S... It was a 70. It had black handles. It was really nice. Here's my impressions of it. So I just uh, got the loaner car. So um, I just dropped it off. They drove away with mine. So it's a white uh, Model S. It is, it's got black 
wheels. Uh, looks like standard size. No red calipers. At the back of the car, this is weird. It just says Model S. It doesn't say whether it's a 70. It doesn't tell you anything. It just says Model S. So now I get in the car. Oh, it's got uh, black um, door handles. I've never seen it before. So I get in to the car here. And, um, okay, on the on the center console, on the dash, um, it's, uh, it says Tesla Model S 70. Yeah, it's a model, it's just a model 70. It's got 8.1 software, black interior. It's got the moon roof, not the panoramic roof. Um, black, it's, it's, it's nice. I was hoping that I'd get something super and special, but I just got a, a nice sort of 70. That's all right, it's a loner. But it's not a Model 3 and it's not a 100DL, which would have been nice. I could have said good things. Instead, I can just say, eh, it's all right. It's good. Thanks. So they took the car away. Uh, the engineers engineericalized the crap out of it. They called me back and said, uh, your car's ready. But unfortunately, this is a known issue and uh, we don't have a fix yet. So what they actually said to you was, we've taken your car. We've looked at your car. Your car's not ready. Get your goddamn car out of here <laughs> and give us our loaner back. What the hell is that? i got to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's the firmware upgrade they're waiting for. But it was nice because you know what they did? They took the car. They pumped up the tires. That's nice. And they washed it. I was going to ask about that. On, okay. And it was so nice. Now, the loaner car I got was here's just here's – a, here's a problem. The loaner car I got – was a single motor 70. And so, of course... Stop. uh, Let's be honest. I wanted to see how fast (laughs) it goes. So I gunned it. And it's a very fast car, right? Yeah, right. Very fast. But it's not as fast as my 90D. So what? So um, So what I'm trying to tell you is don't ever buy a DL Ludicrous because you can never go back. Because now I can't have a car that goes slower than my D. My 90D. So if you I got a DL, even how can I go back? You probably don't even drive your 90 as fast as I drive my 60. It's so what about, are you talking about? It's not about, about top speed, but I do do a little bit of accelerating. No, and once you're that. used to that power, that awesome power that is the D, you can't go back. So if you've got a, a 100DL, that's all you'll be able to have for the rest of your life. I'm just right. saying, I'm warning you, Robert. start slow. This, like guy, this guy across the table, Yeah, we've both driven with him. Yes. The first time I drove his S. The one that you call grandma? The first, <laughs> the first time I drove his S, I yes. got into his car and I looked over at him. We were on the five and I said to him, and we talked about this on oh, the show. Oh, it was on the show. That's I think upsetting. I remember that. I said, I said to him, have you ever gone 100 miles an hour in this car? <laughs> no, you said specifically, has this car... No, I said, how fast have you gone in this car? No, I believe it was, how fast has this car gone? Oh, maybe that's Has this car ever gone 100 miles an hour? And you were like, no. And I said, no. "No." And he goes, it's about to. (laughs) Right. So I can almost guarantee you when I get on the freeway and let's say I'm in a situation with a big rig and another truck or a car or something like that and I got to floor it. Yes. I guarantee you I'm flooring it more than he's flooring his 90. I guarantee it. Yeah, well, he's a little short, so he can <laughs> barely reach, may the not pedals. reach all the way to the oh floorboard. No, no, we put some blocks wow. on it. So I can reach. Wow, it's upsetting. It's upsetting. It's anyway, not a software limited car. It's a it's a height limited it's car. A, yeah, yeah. I got very hairy toes too, but, I, but I'm very trustworthy. I'm very trustworthy. <laughs> I'm good of heart. 
I could save the world. Are we in the Shire? (laughs) Thanks, Tesla. Thanks for listening to the show. Everybody out there, thanks for the loaner. Thanks for trying. But please, oh, please, oh, please, oh, please, come out with a firmware upgrade for all of us, the three of us that have wavy lines. But I don't understand. This is what I don't understand. I call bullshit on the firmware update Hmm. because it's the same hardware that you have. Right. It's the same software that you have. What's the we firmware probably, aspect? We should probably of it. take a better look at the camera in the front of Mel's car versus mine because I had wavy lines too. Honestly, the first few miles, uh, especially non highway roads and even a bit on the highway, what I noticed early on now, this was like when the car had 30 miles or 20 miles on it is that the lines sort of extend from a broad base to more narrow as you're looking on the dash display and the car sets within it. And the lines towards the bottom, the wider end, would kind of like whip around, almost like whipping um, a rope. And that's now gone away. But that's this sort of learning process. So what I think is they need to just basically do a brain transplant on Mel's car. It does bring up a good question. Is it a different camera or did they seat the camera? They said it's a pitch angle problem. I don't really know what that means. But um, I'm the only person except for a few people on the interwebs that I know have it that have cars of almost the same generation. Yours is a bit older than mine. Jess and Dave's came in at the same time. Maybe this is a month older. So I don't know if they changed the camera or just changed the way they seated the camera. I don't know, but fix it. Compare, Compare your vehicle ID numbers. Like, talk to those people. Get some, like, real, like, numbers, phone time with each other so you know you're not giving your details to some Russian hack. How many times has it gone in for this? Uh, two times and a couple of calls. One more time, I give it back. Oh, no, Tom. Wavy no. lines, lemon law. Oh, my gosh. You might lose supercharger for life. That would be another negotiation. It's not going to happen. You know why? What would I talk about on the opening (laughs) 38 minutes of the show? Can you talk about some of your other cars and the problems they have? I drove a a Tesla to the show today. Uh, Actually, Robert has a picture Mm -hmm. of four Teslas lined up outside the studios, all of them white. Quattro Blanco. And they look superbio, nice-o. Uh, Elon fired off a couple of tweets about uh, a new Easter egg. You know, you've got all these things in the car, all these Easter eggy things. And he said, look, uh, just as an aside, just to make it easier, if you want to find all the Easter eggs, we're going to do an update over the air, which allows you to find the eggs that are Easter. Yeah, he said it was going to be the one Easter egg to kill them all. Which is uh, exciting because Easter is Sounds coming. Sounds like Ghostbusters. So I expect it'll be out, um, it'll be out soon. Um and I think that's important because whenever I get in the car and I'm showing people stuff, you show them all the usual stuff, but then you want to show them the fun stuff. Yes. And sometimes it's a little hard to find or remember the fun stuff, and now is this going to make it easier? So when you're showing off your car, here it is. Here's the fun stuff. Here's a catalog of all the fun stuff. In fact, here is where the ejection seat is. Oh. Boom. Here's the shut mail up about the wavy lines button. <laughs> Click. That button doesn't exist. You know why? Why? Firmware update. <laughs> <laughs> they could shut me up, but they've got some work to do. They're not going. Hey, to. who put this one in here about the LA Times uh, gas tax? Who do you think put it in? Late there, last Mel? night, I put it in. Did you? Okay, it was in. It's been in for four days. Okay, then tell us about it. Wait, it's time to talk. Talking taxes. 
Because people love taxes on the show, it turns out. Tell us about this well, tax. Well, first What's off, I think it's know, very important. This topic. year, we get a little bit of a reprieve from uh, taxes. We get a couple of extra days because tax day, the 15th, falls on the Saturday. And the the Easter is the day after. So, I, And I believe your taxes this year are not due till Tuesday. Oh, that's huge. The yeah. 18th. It's going to make a huge difference. Big Big deal for what we would refer to as the procrastinator around this table. That'd be me. Excellent. <laughs> Go on. So this week, we've talked several times lately about the gas tax and the EV charges. And Robert almost felt like at points he was going to stab me. I was mm. aneurysmal. Yes, enough with the taxes already. Although <laughs> enough, we did find that there are a lot of people it. out there in Talking Tesla land that love them some tax talk. So... This week, last week, the week that has passed, the California Assembly and State Senate passed a new gas tax. Did you know that? Yes, I did. Because they are going to use this to do EV infrastructure? No, they're going to do it to fix roads. So Governor Brown called it a necessary response to 23 years without a tax increase. I think he might listen to this show. Oh, Governor Jerry Brown. We are now influencing politics in this country. Really? Probably not. Oh, We're I don't not. think so. So they're going to do this infrastructure spending? How much is this going to There's generate? There's a $130 billion backlog of road repair and replacement projects throughout the state of California. $130 million? Billion. Billion with a B? With a B. Billion. B. I'm that's no like, math genius, but that seems like a lot of cash. That is true. So this is going to raise the base excise tax on gasoline by $0.12 cents per gallon, Woo-hoo. bringing it to $0.30. Cents. That's the state excise tax. Yes. And another vehicle excise tax will be set at $0.17. Cents. I'm not exactly. Another variable excise tax will be set at $0.17. Cents. So I think that brings it to like $0.47 cents a gallon. So we're getting a carbon tax. Let's call it a carbon tax. Let's no, call it that. That'll make oh, you happy. That's fantastic. Now, a lot of people who drive a lot and a lot of people that um, drive for a living yeah, probably going to be pretty pissed about Some this. Some people call it a little bit regressive, but... I digressive. <laughs> the excise tax on diesel fuel is going to jump to 20 cents per gallon, and the sales tax for diesel will go up four percentage points. And electric car owners will pay a $100 annual fee. Sort of like a gift. Annual? Am I going to have to pay that every year? That's what it means. What's what annual? The word annual, annual? Yeah, go on. means every year. $100. If you stop driving an electric car at any time in that year, yeah. you don't have to pay it for the next year. So annually, like yeah. almost yearly, <laughs> almost almost every uh, year, hundred bucks a year. What are they going to do with that hundred bucks? Build it a uh, electric charging infrastructure? No. The package creates also annual vehicle fees ranging for twenty five dollars for cars valued at under five thousand. Mm-hmm. Nobody in this room, except me. I have a my Lexus is definitely worth yeah, less than five thousand dollars, and a hundred and seventy five dollars for cars worth sixty thousand or more. <coughs> Gentlemen, oh, but I don't understand. I didn't read the whole bill, so I don't know if you guys are now on the hook for the hundred plus the one seventy five. My guess is that you is. It's well, probably one seventy five. And then, so thirty four billion of the first fifty two billion raised will go to repairing roads, bridges, highways, and culverts. Because who doesn't like a repaired culvert? Let's be completely honest. What's a culvert? It's a it's a culvert. that's that corrugated partial pipe that sits at the side of the road that helps to drain uh, water away from the road surface steven colbert 
There, there is, and I live in Culvert City. Yeah, okay, go right. on. Most of the money being split between state and local projects. So if your gas tax in, in this area will mm-hmm. go towards projects in this area, a little bit of it. And, and then the rest of it an will additional, go to Oroville Dam. An additional $7 billion over the first decade will go to mass transit projects. And who, who among us right. doesn't love a good mass transit project? As long as it's a Hyperloop, I'm, in, yeah, I'm all in. <laughs> Make it happen. They can build the entire Hyperloop according to Elon's estimates early on, right? There was a tiny bit of deal making that had to go into this to get oh, this bill passed. Tom, no, I think people come together over these things. <laughs> it's infrastructure. Everybody, it's not Ooh, a party line vote because a couple of Democrats said, "Because uh-uh, I don't know, they just felt like they wanted to," and so they had to talk. They had to talk a couple of Republicans into voting for this. We're calling this sausage making. They got they got five hundred million of this in pet projects. So I believe from what I read in this LA Times article, which we forgot to mention, it's in the LA Times politics section. Five billion dollars a year is what they hope to uh generate at an income basis from this new tax. And they will help fix our roads, which are terrible. They are indeed terrible, and I hope that over time that it doesn't generate any income because everybody's driving an electric car and will have to find another way to tax people. But please don't tell us the best way to do taxes to uh, friction infrastructure because we've done that already. We've realized we don't know. Let's move on. Speaking of roads, Robert was on a little road trip. See how I did that? That's what we call in the a business nice segue. a segue, Mel. That's nice. professional audio production. Let's talk about the big trip. Uh, talking about roads. At least Speaking of roads. The road was in good shape. He went up what is called the I-5, which is the major highway between Los Angeles and uh, the sand that is Frisco. That's actually like equivalent to the M1 of California. Yes, it's like the M1. Just being That's the big street that's in England. Yeah, so when street. you have to make a reference in which now you have to explain to the other people in the room what the reference meant, it's not a good reference. Do you it's, understand that? It's like the the Fahrfugnogen of Germany. It's like the uh, <laughs> that's not a thing. If you're so you it's a big street about the autobahn, it's not even like that. First thing that was really cool about this is I have to kind of like give it up to Mel. I've got a ninety Thank you. a ninety D right going from an eighty five single motor car. So it has significantly more range. And you have significantly less money. Uh, after purchasing it, this yeah. is true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I have the obligation of working more shifts. Good for you. And so the first stop did not have to be Tejon Ranch. It did not have to be Bakersfield. It did not have to be Buttonwillow. We drove straight to Harris Ranch. I mean, Buttonwillow's so nice. It Harris. is a nice place, Button Willow. So uh, you went from L.A. to Harris Ranch, yeah. which is about halfway, and then charged up. And then charged up. We stopped at the Harris Ranch. We actually spent the night. It's a nice little place. Good good kind of in the middle of the state. You it's, spent the night at Harris Ranch? What is there in Harris Ranch besides cows that are going to the slaughter? Why did you spend the night at Harris Ranch? It's actually a really beautiful hotel. No, I, under, a I understand that. Pool. I get that. Rooms are comfortable. Mm-hmm. We had sort of like- They're not know. a sponsor. Why did you stay there? <laughs> They aren't a sponsor. They aren't. They no. should be. No, they shouldn't. Uh, why did you stay there <laughs> instead because of driving we, through? we took off in the afternoon, kind of rush hour time. Mm-hmm. I figured, you know, on one hand, I would have normally hated leaving during rush hour, but mm-hmm. with autopilot- Oh, you've I got could... autopilot that works without oh, the wavy lines? that's Well, so I only that's had- I only had going to jump over this table. Traffic assist cruise control, because I only had, like I say, around 25, 30 miles at the time no. we started the ride. Only. Yeah. 
and that smell. Oh, that smell. And so we're driving up uh, the freeway and the traffic aware cruise control is working brilliantly. So that worked well. I kept watching for the um, lane assist to come alive. You have to watch the little icon in the dash. And, you know, I realized after I was driving for about an hour and a half, I didn't really remember what the icon was supposed to change to. But it looked like maybe it had changed. So I had my co-pilot son in the seat next to me, and he started coursing through the menu and the manual. And then he realized that, yes, it's available. And so sure enough, he went to the settings. I had not turned them all on. This is sort of the experience we had when Mel first got the X. And we were out on the highway trying to make the car do autopilot, and it wasn't. Mm. And we realized we hadn't turned on the settings. I remember being behind the wheel during that fiasco. (laughs) Yes. And so he turned on all the settings, and boom, autopilot was on. It was traffic aware. It was lane assist. It was not wavy. It was not wavy. Oh, don't be a little whiner. And so we went all the way up to Harris Ranch, and it was actually great. There were a couple of times when some funky things happened, and I made some notes. Actually, I had – my wife was writing down the notes for me, so thanks to her. And so what I noted (laughs) – The whole family works for this show. (laughs) They do. Yeah, that's a good thing they're on the payroll. And so we were driving along, and it's dark. And we get to an overpass, and the way this road is structured is sort of asphalt, and under the bridge is concrete. So there's a change. It goes from black to white to black. And as we're cruising along at like 70 miles an hour, that's the speed limit, all of a sudden the brakes engage just momentarily, enough to kind of really like get my attention because there's nothing in front of me. And so the, the cameras must have seen this white patch under the bridge and thought it was some sort of obstacle. And they've made that mistake before. And they this- made the opposite mistake. And this is why uh, this system is learning, learning, learning all the time because what's supposed to happen over time is that um, everybody's car does that and then all the humans take over and say, no, no, it's not a problem. And then through AI, the algorithm is supposed to go, oh, this is a false positive. We don't have to stop here because every human goes, no, it's fine. So this is the learning that's supposed to occur over time when another million Teslas drive through there and don't crash into the thing that it's not. I have an idea. We need to buy something for your car, a dunce cap. Because your car is not learning. Oh, like, let me tell you. You know that random braking you're just talking about? Yes. Like that? Uh, if you've got wavy lines, uh, this is a public service announcement. Be very, very careful about engaging it. In fact, I would suggest you don't because my car does that all the time with the wavy lines. Right. It's like, and then it's like, oh my God, there's something there. And it stops. I'm like, holy crap. I think you need bad. a new computer. Anyway, so then another thing happened. We're driving along and there's a, you know, a single wide mobile home being trailered. And they say extra wide. And this thing is literally lane edge to lane edge. Yes. And my car is just zipping up, right? Because it's not going very fast. I'm doing 70. And I'm very close to this this ginormous structure in the mm-hmm. lane next to me. And normally I would scoot way over. So I'm like all the way to the left of my lane just to give me a little more space. The car does not do that. Doesn't have? It doesn't have to, but I have to. And so it there's should. a conflict. And so I I grabbed the wheel. And so then there was another, um, the rural roads. We went up to uh, uh, Muir Beach, north of San Francisco. It's a beautiful little old English lodge there, and they have, you know, good food. It's kind of fun. It's a historic place. And on the way back, it's raining like crazy. And I thought, wow, I wonder if, if Lane Assist will help me on this windy, like, mountain road. And we started out. 
And it was doing pretty darn good. I mean, I've got the windshield wipers on. It's a little hard to see. I thought I could use a little extra help. You can use some lane assist. Right. For instance. And so <laughs> we're going up and on a kind of a gentle right turn, like a curvy to the right turn, we are in the lane. All of a sudden, it kind of like starts to straddle the center line and then readjusts into the oncoming traffic line. Did the sentence careening out of control ever come to mind? <laughs> Was there any form of screaming occurring at this point? <laughs> and so I've developed this position. I actually sent a photograph out of it of the Teslotus position. You were not in this position. Okay, so it's raining. You're on a windy road and you're in Test Lotus? I don't think so. No, that's mostly on the highway. You'll yeah. see the pictures out that's on the I-5. I, that's, that's the Test Lotus position where you can sit rather relaxed but still engaged with the with the car. And unfortunately, one time I was so like watching what's going on around me, I didn't actually notice that the car was going to disengage auto steer because it's a bright day. And the auto steer, you get a little tiny badge that pops up in the bottom of the dash display that says hold steering wheel. Mm -hmm. And if you don't respond to that within like a second or two, all of a sudden a white light starts flashing. And people have talked about this around the outside of the dash display. And again, you have about three seconds to respond to that. And then it turns off auto steer and it says it will not be available until your next drive. And you basically have to get off the road, stop turn the car off, turn the car on, and then you can get back on and do it again. It's Tesla's timeout. Um, <laughs> yeah. You've been naughty. You're I want you to go to your room and a, think about what you've done. You're a baby. Exactly. So Tesla needs to put an audio warning with that. So this isn't something that does hey, not exist. Hey, dumbass, grab the wheel. <laughs> what if I'm really, what if I'm just seriously rocking out to the who or something like that, Then and it, I just don't hear it? Yeah, then maybe they should vibrate your seat or put a little electric zip in your seat. What if I've had a stroke or a heart attack and I'm almost dead? Can't you just yeah, help so me out? That's well, what, okay. that's what my that, son said. We should try this. And, and we never, I never found myself on a, on a kind of a mellow road where I could do that and just let it flash and then turn off auto steer and watch what happens. Uh-huh. And see, does it actually drive me to the side of the road and turn the car off? Did it? We never got a chance because we were, you know, on big highways. So it didn't? San Francisco. It's a null. <laughs> it's a null situation. No, he did. You see what I'm doing here? Yeah, I see what you're doing. Because Robert doesn't. <laughs> oh, dude, that sounds very. Okay, Look, that went over my head. Yes, uh, it, it did. That is correct. So, uh, what we've learned here is that uh, traffic-aware cruise control is and awesome, and you don't have it. Is great, except when it's not. True, and it's not great in my car. If you've got wavy lines, don't engage it because it's too scary right now. It's still learning. You've got a couple of situations here where it didn't do so well. You still have to be engaged, and I feel like it's our our responsibility to keep telling people, this thing is great right. and it's helpful, but do not disengage when you engage that thing. But I have an actual question. I'd like to a follow-up. So you're on the windy, rainy road. Yes. I like to refer to it as the windy, rainy road from now on. The long and windy road. <laughs> and, anywho, and you had... <laughs> please stop. And you had... The traffic-aware cruise control happening. Yes. You had some lane assist going on at the moment. How did you feel about it emotionally? Besides the fact that it went, it decided to drive down the middle, which, let's be honest, on those rural roads, we've all kind of done that because you feel a little safer. You know no one's coming. You can see headlights and stuff like that. Right. But how did you really feel about it? Did it feel better? No. 
No, it was not relaxing. And again, this definitely shows that it is not ready for prime time. On the highway, fine, but not on non-highway roads. Even though you can engage it, right? You, it's not going to turn off. It's not right. going to be unavailable. Mm-hmm. You can turn it on and you can play, mm-hmm. but you got to be hyper aware and you have got to be engaged. Otherwise, you're going to be paying for body work and or other claims. Follow-up question. You are driving a D now. A D in the rain, what did yes. you feel about it? Did it feel yeah. uh, remarkably different than your non-D old mobile? The car definitely feels like it's got the road better. And in the rain, I noticed no decline in the quality of the ride at all. So that was really great. I'd love to take this thing up into snow, icy roads. I'm looking forward to that. We don't have racy roads here. In, uh, oh, here. we don't have racy roads. Nice. Hey, can you tell us about the Tesla factory tour? Because you went all this way to go on the tour because you got a new car recently. So you went on the tour and you went with some friends. Can you we please? And he went with the enemy. He went with, he went the, with enemy. the enemy. Enemy of the, the enemy of the people. The yeah. talking Tesla people. So I went back in my emails and I saw, wow, I've got four slots. And so I thought, who would I invite? I tried inviting a friend. Doesn't not invite Tom. Neither one of us. That's no. for sure. Our names did the, not come up. the enemy at the Tesla show and gets his friend Caleb, like, but he oh, loves can, more than us. I could bring an extra person. I wonder what Tom and Mel are doing. F them. Mel doesn't leave the house. Thank you. That's true. And Tom's got his, uh, he's only got 40, no, probably 30 days left. Yep, that Before is, that big is show. For For the biggest show in all of the world. And, and apparently so. Caleb of the Tesla show has nothing else to do. <laughs> nothing to do. <laughs> he he was playing hooky, and I think we're going to call him out now. And if any of the people he works with listens to this show, he's toast. <laughs> no, so, Caleb was working very diligently the whole time. Sorry, Caleb. <laughs> Go on, so tell anyway, us. I sent Caleb an email uh, asking him for suggestions because we were going to bounce around Silicon Valley for the day. And then I thought – while I'm writing the email, wow, let me just grab that fourth ticket and ask him if he wants to come along. And he said, great, he wanted to come along. And so he met us there at the Tesla factory. He hadn't been uh, through the factory yet. He hadn't, uh, you know, now I guess he's, um, I don't want to speak for him, but the fever of the Tesla is a bit higher, I believe. Because uh, he doesn't have one. No. <laughs> Nor does Mike. <laughs> That's true. But they seem to know everything about this company. Interesting. Yeah, they, I think they do a lot of reading. Yeah. They spend a lot of time on the interwebs. Unlike us. And so we do a lot of That's ridiculous. Talking. Ridiculous. So I went. He went. My family went. They were My family were already prepped. If you see anything Model 3, anything that looks like a squat Model S, you've got to look. You've got to gather every pixel of information from your brain so we can, we can put it on the show. And uh, the first thing the tour guide said, this was she was a lovely lady. Did I put her name in? Kim. She's like, she was so steeped in Tesla. She owned a Model S before I owned a Model S. Well. That's that's like she had to have like early Gen 1 Model S. And so she now runs, she now works the tour and she knows all the trivia and all the details in it. We were just plugging her, plugging her, plugging her, plugging her. And so she took us on this tour. I sort of felt a little special. And she, the first thing she said, well, if you were expecting to see anything about the Model 3, you're not going to see anything. Oh, also, and if you were expecting to see anything about the Model 3, you're delusional. Yeah. Uh, as delusional as somebody who thought they might get a loaner Model 3? <laughs> yes. That no, delusional? No, I'm not sure. Different. Actually, there's multiple levels of delusional, and you and Justin Dave uh, were seriously delusional. But can I ask a question? No. They, we think they've built 100, 200, 300, maybe of these. We think. Or they are building them. We've seen them. 
where are they building them if you can't see them when you're on the factory tour? So mm. this this reoriented my delusion around that factory shutdown that took place in the end of February. They closed for 10 days. What I was heard, heard was they were retooling for the Model 3. I thought, oh, great, they're going to have the three assembly lineup, blah, 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 blah. Not. What I really believe happened is they got everyone out of the factory so they could have secrecy, and they put the stamping parts on the big stampers, and they stamped out whatever, 10 cars, 50, 100 cars, and they assembled the parts, a bunch of like very like, I don't know, sworn to secrecy, your child is in is being ransomed, employees assembled them, and now they have them somewhere, maybe in that 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 uh, new warehouse up in Livermore. But they've probably used that 10 days because how many days do you think it takes to make a Model S? I mean, like days, not from the time you order it and all that BS. Two days? It's like a five-day process. Okay. From start to finish, painting, letting the paint cure, etc. So they had 10 days. How many Model 3s could they make? 113. A lot. They could make a lot. So that's probably what they were doing during that time because what I saw, the only thing I saw of the Model 3 is when they start the tour, you're in these little like, you know, tour guidey van. What do they call those little trams? Trams, exactly. And so just to the side of the tram was a cyclone fence with uh, like a covering on it. So you really couldn't see so well unless you were six foot four and you could look over it. Which you are. And I looked over it. And what I saw was a sea of robots. Robot. In crates, on pallets, and there was a long stretch. So if you guys remember, and if, if you look at the Tesla factory, it's a very rectangular building. And my understanding is that the entire front of that run from one side to the other is going to be a Model 3 assembly line. And so they've got hundreds of these robots, like all lined up, or not lined up, but you know, in rows, kind of like ready to be put into position. And that's probably going to happen, I don't know, in the next three months. I would hope. almost have to. Did you ask any of the robots? Hey, robot. Um, <laughs> what's going on here? What's, what's I happening? would like oh, to speak to the chief robot, please, of Model 3 factory building. Where is your leader? Who puts on the door handle on the left side? It's terrible. Robots don't talk <laughs> Rear door. I watched... Robots talk like that throughout my entire childhood. I don't know what you're talking about. They Will speak, Robinson. I believe, Will. with an Austrian accent. <laughs> Will Last week we talked about robots. They didn't even talk a language we could tell. That's true. Yeah. They could talk to each other. So go on. And so we more, went through the more, typical more. tour. We've done this before, the three of us. Yes. Right? You go to the stamping department. The first time I saw the stamping department, they had like one row of these ginormous press things that could mm. squeeze metal into shapes like doors and things. But mm. now they have six rows. Pretty impressive. Got up close, put my hand on a die. They're these huge things. They're like the size were you of a refrigerator. To touch the die, we could. Palmer? We were given a few extra perks, I think, because, you know, there was the Tesla show. And talking Tesla sitting in the back seat of the tram. Do you tram. think that's why? I have honestly, to. I do. I have a bad feeling that we're all getting duped here. Did they know? Yeah, that you were there. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, how would that? What was that conversation like? I'm not really sure. We didn't have an open conversation, but okay. you know, there is there is. Did that they announce your presence to the rest of the tour? Because I'm trying oh. to squeeze a press kit. I'm trying to squeeze a talk to a. Yeah, what the hell engineer. is up with that already? Why won't they give us any? Is it because they listen to the show? We're dude. idiots. Would you give us a press kit? If yes, you were there? I would because we are the voice of the people. And so we saw the stamping department. It's pretty impressive. They can stamp out parts ten 
like doors a minute because they got the robot loading and unloading the press. So you'd think it would be much quicker to get your car repaired. <laughs> <laughs> right. Send me a new door. For a body shop, exactly. Yeah. Well, they had like mm-hmm. tons and tons and racks of door parts and mm-hmm. trunk parts and frunk parts and all these parts. It's like when we were driving through on one of these uh, trams, it was like being in the Matrix, you know, just like stacked maybe up. 50 feet in the air and just rows and rows and rows. They had a ton of stock for building cars. But How much? What, a, what? Was it a metric ton? Was it a metric it was ton? Was bigger it a, than a small ton or a short a, ton. Was it a, was a long ton. ton by any chance? Could it have been a f- ton? <laughs> <laughs> it was a, yeah, it was a f- ton. It was a f- ton of parts. And then I noticed that if I look at the top and on various sides, they had little placards with like a QR code, and it would say, you know, in code like MS, like RFD, right front door, kind of thing like that. And I'm like, oh, damn, M3, 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 M3. I look everywhere. I see nothing M3. There was nothing for the Model 3. I looked- But that factory is massive, and that tour does not comprehensively cover the entire factory. They could have had Model 3s pumping out the back of that thing, and you would never have. Never. It's possible, but, you know, there are so many eyes in that factory of men and women who <laughs> yes. we know men through and the women Tesla both parking eyes, lot. True. But we know them through the Tesla parking lot. These are not, I think, folks, you know, they, cell phones are everywhere. True. Yeah. So, so you're saying that they're not building them because they don't trust their own employees to keep it a secret? Yes. That is ridiculous. Yes. That is ridiculous. So, But there are lots of production candidates running around. There have been several YouTube videos of the inside, of the yes. outside. We're going to get to that. Of, of the, the in dash. and the outside. Yeah. We, we'll, we'll get to that. I just Let's finish off this uh, yeah, extraordinarily so let me just go down long the discussion of the factory tour. <laughs> I'm just going to go down the list of the places I For saw. For the ninth time. So we don't have – so you know, not everybody in Talking Tesla Nation has gotten the opportunity to get in the factory. And you can't No, and you've been you in there like nine times. Yeah, three times. Mm-hmm. And so there's two Model X. So there's the body center where they they take the stamped parts and they start assembling them. Welcome to the body center. The general assembly center. There's two X lines and an S line. The uh, S uh, was it the S or the X? One of those lines alone had 585 Kukla robots. Why are there two X lines? I, that's what I was thinking. Why yeah. two X's and one S? They make the same number. One to put right the now? Falcon wing doors yes. on, and the other one to take it off and put it on again. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. And they, but the, the Kukla robots I learned have a welding accuracy. They have a welding version of the robot. They can put any kind of arm they want on it. So the welding ones mm-hmm. accuracy point. Two millimeters. And the espresso robot can make the little flower on top? No problema. You could probably program it to do all sorts of things, like a tea test. Well, I couldn't personally because I'm not a robot engineer, but, you know, whatever. The final assembly line, which was sort of like where they finished the cars, it was interesting to see they had, like, a Model S, a Model X, a right-hand drive, a left-hand drive. It was just total mixed-up chaos, but the cars all had these big, you know, like, banners on them that said whose car it was with a qr code and it was all very automated so that the robots or at least the scanners could tell what parts would be needed for each car or what needed to be done to finish each car did you see elon's caught in sleeping bag i asked about it and no i don't i I didn't see elon's desk either Hmm. there was a section where there was a lot of um engineer types sitting in a glass room how could you tell they were engineer types were there pocket protectors Pocket protectors. Short sleeve shirts and ties. They were thin. They were wearing jeans and they were very pale. Yes, engineers. 
And so this whole room was full of them. And all I'm doing is looking through the windows at their screens thinking, Model 3, Model 3, Model 3. (laughs) He's really getting I saw nothing. And so there's crates all over the place. There's tons of cardboard boxes. I sure hope they recycle them. So you went to a factory. There were robots, crates, and cardboard boxes. Breaking news. Really just happening all over the place. Well, I wonder how much of that crap is going to be moving out to Livermore so that they can make room to build half a million cars a year or more. Because your impression was the place was pretty chocked full of stuff and they need to move things out in order to make 500,000 cars. In fact, impressive. The cafeteria we once saw looks Mm. so much bigger. That's important. Important. Because it wasn't good when I was there. Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. <laughs> you know what it was? It wasn't good. But what, now it's good. What was not it? Good. What was it not? It was not good. What was it? It wasn't good. <laughs> My son liked that there were vending machines all through the factory. Yeah, I liked that. And too. you would think like, oh, chips and Rolos and all kinds of yummy things to eat. Headphones. No. Headphones, earplugs, mm-hmm. eye protector Gloves. shields. That's upsetting. Gloves, yeah. Can you eat those things? No, you Mel. No. None of the items that we just mentioned, those are that's not a list of foods. So, uh, summary, uh, it's busy, lots of stuff going on, a lot of robots. And uh, Model 3s. And no, not a sniff, not a whiff, not a suggestion, not even a sousson of Model 3. And at any point during the tour, you were sitting next to Caleb, I assume. Yes. And you probably got real close to a welding robot or a grabbing robot or a a (laughs) throw-your-enemy-on-the-ground robot. (laughs) Did you think about pushing him out of the tram and seeing, like, like if if you're on the tram... Right. And you get and you touch the floor like while on the tour. Does the whole the factory like rail. Wah, 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 <laughs> and the robots are like they anthropomorphize and they look over and they grab Caleb to laser beams. Did that, did that cross your mind at all? No. Ever? No. Why do you consider him the enemy? He's all part of the community. We're working together to get the word out, Tom. Why? I'm so teach you, angry. I'm going to teach you a word that we use. <laughs> it's called shtick. It's all shtick. The whole thing, all the comedy, the funniness, the bull comments that I make during the third factory tour segment in the history of this show. Yeah. It's to keep the listener interested in what it's we're doing. Working. It's not working. Could you do some shtick on the fact that there's somebody bashing something else? No, I'll I do don't understand the conditions in which we're being forced to do this show, to be completely honest with you. It is insulting to me as an unpaid talking <laughs> Tesla professional did you get m&ms tom i did yeah. did you go over to the corner did you eat I some did. m&ms Were I, was i offered m&ms you, no i had to take them you've been adequately <laughs> this was a seven m&m show Ooh, it's a seven m&m show all right let's keep moving here oh God, actually i should say please. let's start moving here. <laughs> elon musk billion dollar crusade to stop the ai apocalypse now there is an enormous amount of writing here Oh my Please God. summarize. Jeez. This had to you know, have been a Robert article. This must have been late I started last this article. You know, this article is about a week and a half old, mm-hmm. and it's from Vanity Fair. The best man. We are bringing to Tesla Nation information from across the spectrum. So, Vanity Fair, known for some real deep dive articles. And this is something that's been bothering me, and I know not bothering Tom. for a long time, which is artificial (laughs) intelligence and what will come of it. And I have been feeling very dubious about it. Tom doesn't – I don't know. I can't speak for I'm not a fan because the problem that I'm having with artificial intelligence is I never got any natural intelligence. (laughs) And now they're – they didn't work on natural intelligence for me. They're just like, screw that guy. We're going right to artificial intelligence (laughs) 
whatever, bro. Yeah, they looked at you and they're like, you can't fix it. Reboot, <laughs> start guy, again. Let's go. That AI. guy is broken. I'm the reason that the planet will end. Yes. So the author uses Elon as sort of the touch point for the article, but he interviews all these different people from all over the spectrum, from AI is going to be the Messiah to AI is going to end us as we know it in a few years. My and, favorite quote yeah. is the Wozniak quote. Yes. Humans are family pets for robot overlords. And when he realized this, that he was eventually going to be a robot pet and he has he's brought a robot pet into his heart and into his life <laughs> he started to feed his own dog filet mignon <laughs> so good. just in case do unto others as you would have them do unto you and in fact many of the people who are ai sort of like there's a spectrum of ai believers and those people who are on the i'm a bit worried sign their philosophy is we need to make friends with the ai show the ai how we are valuable including all of our flaws and all of our shortcomings, show the AI that we are valuable because that is how we are going to survive. It never works that way, though. So so I, what I sense, this is what I sense, is that at some point, maybe next week, we're going to have to have a conversation with AI. Um, mm. can, I, uh, can I steal a quote? Yeah. Robert's done all this work. He's got all these quotes from these great mm-hmm. people. I would like to do the Stephen Hawking quote, which is, I think the development of full artificial intelligence, <laughs> which I don't have. <laughs> I believe that the, the development of full artificial intelligence could spell the end of the human race. Yes. Yeah. Henry He's, Kissinger went a little bit farther and yeah. said, smart robots could cause a rupture in history and unravel the way civilization works. So that's like thought, the robots going through the space-time continuum with like party hats and Rolex watches and smartphones just like let's see what happens if i take a smartphone back to world war one but at least bill gates sort of wraps it you know brings it down a notch he's like look settle down ai has you know was potentially more dangerous than a nuclear potentially you know (laughs) he said potentially (laughs) it's potential he left an opening for it to not be as bad as a nuclear catastrophe these are people i uh really respect yeah me too. i think they're forward thinking i think they understand how the world works they're scared poopyless. Yeah. Oh, right. Now, so so you respect them and their fears. But when I sit in this room, hyperventilating, having an aneurysm, <laughs> popping a, a, a pulmonary embolism, you guys are like, what? why are you overreacting, Tom? But, oh, Henry Kissinger says something negative about it, and everybody gets all up in arms about it. What's kind of scary is that AI is all around us. And mo- many of us don't realize it at all. So Facebook uses AI for targeted advertising, photo photo tagging, and um, curated news feeds. My phone uses artificial intelligence. So yesterday, I was dri- every Sunday, yes. I drive to uh, Valencia to do some curling, curling right? Curling, yeah. and, and my phone has started to realize that that is happening. Yes. And so like two hours before, it's like, you got about 42 minutes to get to Valencia. A little pop-up thing. I never asked it to do that. Yeah. I never said, hey, phone, can you let me know about an hour ahead of time how long it's going to take to get there? No, it did it on its own. That's artificial intelligence. That's the sort of intelligence I don't have. The next thing it's going to do is go, uh, Tom, you realize you live in Southern California, one of the hottest places on the planet. Maybe you should rethink your sport. We are undefeated. Undefeated. <laughs> we are kicking some rock-rolling ass. And so one of the biggest proponents of AI is Google and the Larry Page and that whole crowd. And basically they've used their ginormous pocketbook to gobble up every interesting robotics and machine learning company 
over the last few years. In fact, they're the ones, and we talked about this maybe in this in the fall, uh, that created Deep Mind, not Deep Mind. It was the the organization that beat the world champion Go player, and Go is this Asian game, very complicated all uh, basically intuition-based, and the computer could do that. And so they talked to Elon a bunch, and uh, there's all this controversy in Silicon Valley. Why is he so anti-AI? What's up with this creation of OpenAI? This is this nonprofit that he helped fund and helped to start up, which has now gotten pretty big. It's now moved up into San Francisco with like 50 to 100 employees, and they are working and starting to publish some pretty interesting articles on artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. And people are saying, why is he doing this? They're saying, oh, Elon is just trying to steal all the talent mm-hmm. and get them on the cheap so that they can work on stuff that will help him at SpaceX and at Tesla. Mm. So really, he's trying to find some smart talent to work at his companies. It's so weird of him. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, if you don't know this story, Elon is so concerned about this that he's saying that we need to have open sourced AI so that you, the average Joe, will have some access to some really smart computing. Otherwise, um, it's going to get concentrated into the hands of a few people. And if that happens, we're all going to die. And one of those folks last June, one of those folks at DeepMind co-authored a paper outlining a way to design a big red button that could be used as a kill switch to stop AI from inflicting harms. I have just come up with a really good idea for that button. That button should say something like extra cheese. So something very innocuous so that the AI just, they don't even have any idea. Like, no, no AI. It's just, it's, we want extra cheese on our nachos. We push this button and it's fine, but we don't really most of the time need extra cheese. So we're probably AI. We're probably not going to push it very often, but don't be concerned when we get near it. Yeah. We're going to be fine. The scenarios that are spun up by some of these experts are kind of bone chilling. And the one that caught me the most was, AI will soon be smarter than us. That's true. Already is. Well, my Siri isn't. Uh, and <laughs> Siri so, is not AI. <laughs> no. Well, and so way smarter. Smart enough to predict protein structures from a DNA sequence. We can't do that. I can totally do that. It can then send out a few emails to a few labs to synthesize customized proteins, right? The labs might be making it, not even realizing who they're making it for. And then it creates, when it's combined, a molecular machinery that's even more sophisticated, that could create even more sophisticated molecular machinery, that could then create a synthetic bacteria that is like impenetrable with little computer inside, not beyond thought, because if you're AI, you're a billion times smarter. Well, plus you've thought about it, so of course it's not beyond it's a bacteria thought. Now. about it right now. The bacteria is released, it gets into all our bloodstreams, and then at a touch of a button... So to speak, the cheese button, the cheese button, the human cheese button, well, the human case. cheese button. Simultaneous, oh, all these <laughs> bacteria, <just> they <laughs> release a little botulinum toxin, and everybody dies. So now we have to be concerned about the little extra cheese button that AI makes. That is not an extra cheese button. Folks. Which cheese button do I push? And you shouldn't call it extra cheese because you're going to be, you know, Siri's going to be on, <laughs> and you're going to be at the pizza place, and you're going to say extra cheese. And then you're going to get really weak and collapse no, but you, have you to just physically, buy it off. You have to physically touch it. You can't just say it to like Jim that works at the pizza place. Uh, okay. That's not going to be like – that'd that's be the, the weird, safe word? That's the weird button, right? So it's like this little mom and pop pizza place out in Secaucus, right, that you have – like the AI started taking over and you, you have to go to this mom and pop pizza place in Secaucus and you have to be like, 
I'll have the extra cheese. This is sounding and a bit that's like what it off. Hitchhiker's Guide kind of stuff right yeah, now. This is going to be the extra cheese But what you episode. just, this doomsday scenario with the botulinum toxin. Okay, why? Let's let's just, let's step back for a moment. Yeah. You okay. got your let's Stephen Hawking. Yeah. You got your Steve Wozniak. Yes. You got your Bill Gates. Yeah. A guy not named Steve. Yeah. You got your Henry Kissinger, yeah. another guy also not named Steve, all saying, AI, probably not a good idea. How about this, humanity? Let's stop. Let's not make oh, it. Oh, yeah. Let's not do it. Yeah, that's kind of like saying uh, fossil fuel burning is kind of bad. Let's stop doing that. Yeah. So three. But we should gonna... actually stop doing that. You well, know that, right? Well, yeah, that'll happen through market forces. But humans rarely ever get together to do the right thing on right. mass, and so uh, whatever. Let so the, does it become? Does let the robots? Does it become a battle between Sergey? And Elon over whose AI is better, and that's how it gets out of control. Well, because they're not working together, they're not teaming up as 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 AI buddies. The concern is that if you create an AI because you want to be the first to create an AI, or you want it to run your business, like Google uses it to run their business, yeah. and it starts to take on more and more capacity, mm-hmm. and then it can start to like use its own thought process, its own consciousness it would most likely want to get rid of us because we get in the way. We constantly get in the way. That's part of what makes us human. But maybe if it's Google's AI, it'll just make even better YouTube videos and entertain the <laughs> hell out of us. Huh. Why can't AI do that? So three organizations. Oh, it and it will. If this interests Tesla Nation, three organizations you can keep an eye on. One is called the Future of Life Institute. Oxymoron. The, the Future of Humanity Institute. And OpenAI, which is uh, Elon's Elon's. funded organization. And actually, if you look back, um, the Tesla show, The Enemy, did two episodes on neural networks uh, in November 30th and December 7th, which were really, you know, again, deep dives into this. And they have some experience because they are both techie dudes from the valley that is Silicon. Uh, I was going to say exactly the same thing, Tom. Turns out your buddy Caleb over there... (laughs) Robot AI. I am Caleb. Welcome to he the Tesla does talk Show. Like that. <laughs> well, welcome to the Tesla Show, where we will deep dive into the neural net. Nothing to be concerned about. It is fine. And I'm just, I'm just saying, uh, lads over there at the Tesla Show, we give you a lot of free advertising. I hope to hell you give us some back. All right? <laughs> Tit for tat, AI buddies. Hey, let's talk about. Uh, well, we talked about the Easter egg. Uh, let's talk about off my tat, by the way. Let's talk about a million trillion dollar company. So, uh, CB, uh, CNBC, Morgan Stanley analyst uh, Jonas, who we hear from a lot, who some people think is a smart guy and other people think is not so smart, but he came out and said, uh, "Look, I'm, my job is to sit around all day and tell you how uh, much companies are going to be worth." Tesla is in a position to become a multi-trillion dollar company because mm-hmm. it is in the position to take a chunk out of a number of multi-trillion dollar businesses. For mm-hmm. example, he says the light vehicle industry, I assume that's like cars and trucks and stuff, little trucks. Thanks, buddy. That's a good uh, explanation. $10 trillion business. That's a lot of trillion. Logistics, $1 trillion business. Energy storage is going to be a 2 to $3 trillion business. Um, new uh, content and advertising and stuff to do in your cars because you don't have to drive anymore probably going to be multi-trillion dollar business. So uh, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I believe that Elon Musk is on the precipice, on the point of where he could become the world's richest man. He could, this company, take over the planet um, with all its vertically integrated energy, transport, solar, 
chuck a little AI, throw in a couple of rockets in there, do a little Mars. boring company, get a little uh, there, neural network thing going. This guy could become the guy. There is a strong man in Russia that would not be happy to not no longer oh. be the richest guy in the world. Yeah, there's going to be right a little bit of uh, a competition Talking here. to you, Vladimir. You know, Right now, Bill Gates is the richest man in the world. He's estimated... It's not me? Is, no, it's not you. He's got about, let's say, just for round figures, $100 billion, right? Mm. Uh, which is amazing because he's giving a lot away and Microsoft and other things are doing well and he keeps being richer at the end of the year mm-hmm. after giving away $17 billion, but whatever. Who is the richest man in history uh, estimated who wasn't sort of like a pharaoh? By, uh, by American it? dollars, you mean? Yeah, by American dollars. In today's dollars. The king of England. Not a king, because it's hard to work out their worth. Like the Roman emperor, you know, I own all of Rome. Like Putin, I own everything. Uh, as a, an individual, who is estimated to have had the most wealth ever? This is like a fun little trivia question. Can you tell me what? Boom! Rockefeller. They estimate that his worth in today's dollars $400 billion at his peak. Oh, my God. He'd owned, apparently, all of the things. And now you can, uh, during the holidays, you can roller skate. Or ice skate in his uh, Rockefeller Center in New York. I'm just saying, you heard it here first. Elon is going to be worth more than Rockefeller in the not too distant future. Since we're talking about Tesla, what's the stock price? Who's got a little googly on their phone because I don't have my Google Home? It's in the other office. Oh my God! Again, we have to deal with these these shortcomings. Hey Siri, what's Tesla's stock price today? Hey, Google, what's Tesla's stock price today? Tesla is up $7.47 today, or 2.47%, to $310.01. The AIs are all talking. Why did you do that, Robert? $310? Is that not the highest it's ever been? Last week it was the highest it's ever been. This week it's the highest ever been. Mine went faster than yours. Yeah, I thought he did that because Siri was taking an extraordinarily long time and I was almost certain that she was going to come up with nothing because when it comes to AI, she's not the the smartest. Siri is not. $50 billion market cap. Just went up again. I think we talked about it last week. Uh, Tesla now has a market cap that is greater than that of Ford, greater than that of GM. And yet... Not as big as Toyota because Toyota is cars in comparison. (laughs) They produce three cars. Toyota's market cap, just for the record, is about two hundred and forty billion dollars. So they got a little way to catch up to the big Japanese giant, as it were. Model Three spy videos. Tesla Rati, we love those guys. Have a number of different people who are firing them uh, spy videos. Apparently, up there in the Northern California, around the the headquarters and around uh, Fremont. There's a whole bunch of Model 3s driving around. So we've seen a whole bunch of these. Most of them are just of interest. They don't really tell us anything. But Most one of, of them, them are just of interest? Yeah. You know, no, that's interesting. It's a Model 3. It doesn't really tell us anything. But there's one dude that's been sort of zooming in and zooming out and suggesting that there looks like there are now 10 cameras on the Model 3 as opposed to the 8 cameras on the current version of Hardware 2.0. What do we say about this? Is this new? Uh, interesting? Yes, it is new. Yes, it is interesting. Are we sure that there are 10 cameras? No. No. But it appears that there could be. So I talked about this to folks at the factory on the tour. Yes. And I don't believe that we're going to see 10 cameras. They said that they're trying a few things, a little tweaks here and there, but this is like a like little stuff. Not like you have to change a body panel or that you have to change a support structure. They are trying little things, and they're only going to work to make it better. 
Okay. So oh, that's good. They're go not going to work to make it worse. Go which to Tesselati, nice. check it out. And, uh, and all these things there, just looks like a shrunk down Model 3. But looks there cool. were I mean, some photos S. of the inside. And you know how your screen feels integrated? It feels built in. There's It's in, and then there's things built around it. You mean it. the screen that's in the dash? In the Tesla, yeah. yeah. The dash, the big uh, vertically oriented Oh, the vertical pad one. Okay. The big pad one. Right? Okay. Yeah. It, it's like integrated into the dashboard. Yeah. The Model 3, it sort of feels like it sticks out a little bit. It looks like they took an iPad and just sort yeah, of yeah, like, popped like it on. magnetic <laughs> holder or whatever. I don't love that. Do you love it? Have you seen it? Do you love I've it? I've seen the pictures. Uh, since I'm not going to be driving the car anyway, probably doesn't matter to me. But it does not. I agree. It looks... Oh, this week we're not driving the Model 3. <laughs> what? This week we're not driving a Model nice. 3. That's what you just said. You said since well, I'm not Well, we're not going to be... be driving it because it's going to be fully autonomous. Oh, I see. It does not. Well, I uh, will see. Until we see the Model 3 and all its loveliness, whether you can move that thing around, whether you can really get Netflix streaming on it, um, I don't know. It does not look as integrated, but is it going to be movable? Can you flip it vertically? Can you flip it to the side? Can you tilt it this way? Can you tilt it that way? If they're no, doing that, that I would be great. So. Another, it's just stuck there. Stuck there. Yeah. In it another does. video I was watching, the gentleman noticed a little sensor on the B pillar. Yes. Behind the, in between the two doors. Yes. yes. And it was sort of... He he didn't say like he, they didn't know what it was, but one interesting thing that he said it could be. Imagine in the Tesla network, your car is driving around and you've summoned a vehicle, Come right? In. And maybe you just put your thumb on that thing and it reads your thumbprint and that's how it identifies you. Yeah, that would be I mean, really I don't cool. think that's what it is, but and that's a kind of a cool idea. If that could do it from car to car, so you used a Tesla on the Tesla network last week. Mm-hmm. And you need another one this week. Will it remember your fingerprint so that you could use this other Tesla car? Yeah, it would be in the, the network. Following that would be exactly. the point of it, right? It would be yeah. like any Uber kind of situation. But that's how it would be like instead of the Uber driver saying, hey, Tom, and you going, yeah, yes. I'm Tom, Mark, Jim, whatever your name is. You just put your fingerprint up there and it says, oh, you're Tom. I'll unlock the doors now. And since you've been complaining on the Talking Tesla show, I'm going to drive you over a cliff. That's right. Yes, AI. So uh, let's go on and talk about how much would you pay for this Model 3 that we keep talking about all the time. This is another article from Tesla that is Rati that we love. Now, Ben Sullins of the Tesla-nomics YouTube channel analyzed 8,000 Model 3 reservation holders to see how much they would pay for their Model 3. This data comes from teslatracker.info. We talked about Tesla Tracker a few weeks ago where I inadvertently called them Russian hackers. They're not. It's a perfectly <laughs> fine, wonderful site. Inadvertently. And uh, so they went through and they asked some people there on the Tesla Tracker, and it seems that most U.S. buyers would be willing to pay as much as $48,000 for an optioned-up Model 3. The Swedes, 56 Thousand. So I ask you boys again, let's go through this. Uh, Model 3 is available right now. I want you to tell me what are the options you really have to have. I do not want you to just go and blow all your cash and try and turn this into a high-end Model S. Tom, what are the two or three extra options that you would like on your Model 3? Automatis. 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 Automatis driving. It's a type of tomato that goes on a really good Neapolitan pizza. I would like the automatis driving. Yes. And I, because of my driveway's rake angle situation, I would like the the air lifting suspension. Yes. Mm -hmm. Beyond that, I think those are my only two needs. 
needs. I would like it to be, you know, have a nice stereo and such. Okay. Um, you know, I like the tech package on the S is is muy importante because I don't I don't I don't like to to, to hold put the latch down with my hand. Mm. But this thing doesn't have that, so it's not that big of a deal. Right. It's got right? a small latch. So I don't really care. Catch. I don't I don't need the doors to present themselves to me. It would be nice if the car will. could occasionally curtsy to me. I think that would be <laughs> a slight I think, that would, a I think that would be pretty cool if it like opened the doors and just kinda like bowed a little bit to me as I entered it. I mean I mean I think that that's fair. But no, really just those two things. Automati. Automati. Automati and air suspension are the two sort of like must-haves. Now, I will tell you this. I have been conflicted. I've been internally turmoiled lately mm-hmm. because of the news of the the delay of the D. Because yes. I really want the D. Because when the reason I asked Robert that question earlier is I've driven the S in the rain. Yes. And I feel it's a little, you know, it's so much torque. It's it's a little squirrely. Mm. So that's why I really would like the D. Yes. Right? And that is a delay in if the Model 3. If you get the 3. D, you're going to have to the wait. D We've said you know, maybe six or nine right? months. So, that, so, so I would say those three things. Automati. Automati. Air suspension, si. which I don't think is going to exist from what I hear. Okay. And... And the and the dual drive. That's that's sort of it. That's my baseline situation. Right, and my Robert? guess is that's under fifty. Robert, go. That, that means that we're going to wait for Tom to buy an all electric vehicle for another, another year, year or oh two. Oh my god. Now no, what do you no, want, no, Robert? No, 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 I made a note here, right? I said that. so what I think is maybe I'll just buy whatever I can get instantaneously <gasps> right. and yes. then flip it. When the duel comes out, just be like, all right, I'm just going to sell it on the right. open market, the market that is open. Open, like the and, AI. And so sell that one and then get the duel so maybe I won't wait because I just, I'm done with waiting. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. What are you going to option your car with your Model 3? Go. I'm going to get the first one out. You just want like strip it down, don't care, give us Do it. Just, just give, give me it. the first That's one That's all you out. care about? That's but, it. But is Why? that is that what we think is going to Because it's going happen? to the wife. And the oh, wife, and she, the <laughs> wife doesn't. The wife doesn't care about headlights that turn when you turn the wheel. She doesn't care about a HEPA filter. She doesn't care about automatic suspension. She just wants a steering wheel and four turning rubber tires mm-hmm. and a seat that's comfortable. Uh, does the word Honda Civic mean <laughs> without a gas tank? Uh, oh. Oh, there's so, that. Uh, Mel, what would you like to... Oh, thank you for asking. Um, <laughs> I'm like Tom. I uh, I need me some air suspension. Yeah. Of course, once you go air suspension, you never go back. True. Um, I need me some automata... No, what do you say? Automati. Automati. <laughs> I need some of that automati. And uh, then the third thing I would go for, we don't know Drum what all roll, the options please. are, is extra range. Boom! There it is. Ooh, you can take your range. fancy didn't stereo. Even, I don't need to think about it. You can take range. your non-stinking car. Fine. But they're the three that I would like, ladies Automati. and gentlemen. And I believe I could get all those things for less than 50000 I could I get the automatic. You're yeah. correct. I could get the air suspension if they offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I will get the extra range, whatever that would be. Mm-hmm. And I'll be good. I'll be under fifty grand. i will have a car that goes I have to describe way. two things. But I'd like to go back to something before. Oh, yeah. Before that. Because yes. what you said was, I want whatever's first, the stripped-down version, historically. Historically, yes. Tesla has made the most expensive ones first. Right. You think that is not going to be the case with this particular That's what paradigm has changed. That's what they said. You know, you're not going to get your 
all-wheel drive thing that's going to be later. And uh, Elon specifically said this is not like the rollout last time. We're doing the mask market car and all these special things later on. Yeah. So it's going to be different. The first cars coming out will have a single motor. They will not have any performance features. They will not have any extended battery range. But I expect they'll have whatever else is on the basic model. Unless so no have- battery option. Correct. You think they're going to, even at the beginning, they're not going to have two? They're just no. going to have one. It's going to be. I think they're just, because how many cells do you need for a 50 kilowatt hour pack So they're going versus bolt. a 75 kilowatt hour pack? One they're going bolt. 25%. Yeah. All right. So, so that's interesting. They're going model two. You can have it in any more. color you want as long as it's black. Yeah. So they're just going to pump out volume, 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 which on one hand, you know, I, I guess I'm just excited to see the car and we'll get all of her... Um, critiques about the car but i had to step back and and just describe what i saw here in the studio when mel started to describe what was going to be on his model 3 his eyes looked up towards the windows there's a bit of sun up there there was a mistiness in his face and i could see that you know we're going to be waiting a long time for mel to get his car so that means that talking tesla has a great great longevity because we're going to be talking about all the problems of the Model S and the Model X for many, many, many months to come. And would nobody mention the glass roof as an option for the Model 3? We don't know whether or not that's going to happen. The solar panel, which has been bandied about as well. It has been bandied. We've bandied it. I expect that something like the solar panel is not going to be available in the first year because it'll be one of those things that Elon juices the, the mix with come 18 months from now, right? They've already built out maybe 300. Yeah, you know, like you. You make a mix with a lot of juice in it. You talked about it last week. Oh, the other juice was pineapple juice, by the way. I remembered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, must be. Cranberry, pineapple, rum, rum and and vodka. vodka. Yeah. So good. Yeah, the professional drinker's (laughs) drink. And so, you know, there's no reason to do the glass roof now. He's got a, you know, backlog of 300 plus thousand orders. So they just got to pump this stuff out. And they've got to get their assembly line all tuned up to do all the variations. And then when sales maybe start going down a little bit because because VW has 30 electric models or 20 electric cars they're planning. Yeah, this is out in the news now. Mm. And all the other makers of cars are like, we've got electric, we've got electric, we've got electric. Tesla will have to bring back a little attention and they'll say, oh, we've now redesigned the solar panel roof to be like right. 27% efficient. And if you live in Southern California, you'll only have to plug in one uh, two-thirds as much. Well, I have a counter comment about all of that. Counter me. Because I believe that all of these rabid folks who have put their $1,000 down on the Model 3 yes. have done it with expectations. Expectations of loveliness. Yes. Expectations of, of options and the ability to have a car very similar to the Model S, mm-hmm. maybe a little less range, maybe a little tiny bit smaller, with all of the features. And I think, and I would love to get your gentleman's take on it, those people are going to have a little disappointment. I think that's what he has been doing in the last few, or at least month. Managing that expectation. This is not the fourth generation car. The car that I, Elon, will be driving is the big, fancy, smelly, lovely, chocolate bunt cake infused S. Don't expect this car to be better. It's going to be a great car. Everybody's going to love this car. It's going to be a great car. But the high-end model is going to be the S. So, But I agree with you. I think a lot of us peoples out there, particularly prior Tesla owners, Put our thousand dollars down because we thought in our heads this car is going to be a little bit smaller form factor, but it's basically going to fly. I want the ability 
to make it amazing for $65,000. And you will in time, but they're going to do the Chevy Bolt Leaf thing. This is the mass market car you're going to have. They're going to make a car no one wants to buy? Wow, that's hard. No, they sold a a lot of Leafs. Compared to your Camry, compared to your your Prius, compared to your Accord, it's going to be a amazing car compared to those cars just put anyone who's a doubter behind the wheel of an electric car a bolt a leaf i don't care any of them and have them just feel that instant torque it's a little more impressive in a model s or a model x but still that alone that visceral feeling will change everything yeah uh we should stop sort of comparing against the model s and we should be going compared to a similar ice car a honda civic a camry there will be no competition. And that's who, where he's going for. He's like, now I want all of these people who are thinking, new Civic or a new Camry or a Model 3. They're going to get in the Model 3 and they're going to go, done, sold, thank you very much. And those of us that already have X's and S's, uh, you're not important to me right now. I'll get back to you guys. I want to get this to the people, to the normal people, to the masses, to the proletariat, to those people. <laughs> Would you like to continue? You guys <laughs> that are out there. Not listening to the show because it's stupid. Okay. Hey, all tests are all the time. This is from, um, wait for it, Electric. Electric says, uh, so Tesla bought this uh, German engineering group called Groman Engineering. And uh, they build the machines that build the cars, right? They build the robots that build the things that squish the cars together. Robots. And, uh, they build the robots. They, uh, this German engineering group, they make a lot of uh, equipment for other car manufacturers. And sort of Tesla sort of slipped it out there, just so you know. We're going to need the entire capacity mm. of this engineering group. So uh, to the Fords, to the Volkswagens, mm-hmm. to the whoever that we used to uh, let you uh, use our stuff, uh, not so much. And the people, Only Tesla all the time. The workers are not at all happy about that. And I can understand the point of view is let's say they do say to Mercedes, Nyet. that's Russian, not German. And to the BMW, Nyet. also not German. And you can't have any more robots, and you get no robots, and you get no robots, and all the robots are going to Tesla, and all these German engineers are like, damn it, we want to we wanna sell robots to everyone. We want to make robots so as many people in the world can use our robots as, 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 as humanly uh, possible. Yeah. And then Tesla's like, well, we don't need your robots anymore. I don't think that they care as long as they have a job No, the building people robots. are not very happy about it, actually. I know, but that's I think un- uh, isn't incorrect. more that they're just – they're not worried about whether they sell to Mercedes or somebody else. They're just worried about uh, Tesla being an all-powerful overlord. Right, that, but Mercedes uh, and BMW are not going to stop finding robots, right? right. They're not going to be like, all right, well, I guess we'll just get some people in here to build these cars. <laughs> like, that's not going to happen. So they're going to get new suppliers. And let's say something terrible happens over in Fremont, and Tesla – Right. I think that's what right. we've talked about, right? They've they don't they're not successful in some way. And in five years, we're not talking Tesla because there is no Tesla. We're talking Camry, right? We're talking Toyota, right? <laughs> so and, I, yeah, I they're get concerned that. about that. They're worried that you know it's too much. Just in one company, if that one company fails, I'm going to lose my engineering job. I get that. And actually, they're trying to unionize now. I don't know how that helps them. It doesn't help them. This is a market forces issue. So they just better hope that Tesla yeah. uh, works. Now, the reason I threw this in there is because, Why? again, that Tesla is believing that they're going to be so successful with this car. They need every bit of manufacturing because this is not going to be 500,000 cars. Right. Let me tell you right now. It's not going to be a million cars. Right. Right. No. A couple of years from now, mm-hmm. I believe that they think that they can sell 
multiple millions of this car. It's kind of like when Steve Jobs came out with the iPhone and said something like, uh, we think that we might be able to make, like, I can't remember what he said the first time, but it was some really small number, like a million phones one day. We, we could make a million phones per year. And in his mind, he's like, sure, we're going to crush this market. We're going to take you for 100 million phones a year. Do we really believe the we being the three of us? Yes, do we, we three. Do we really believe that Tesla could have that kind of impact on the very fragmented automobile industry where where they are selling 30 40 50% of the market share of all cars sold on the planet it depends it depends on what everyone else does thanks robert if they that's continue a very to committable. drag their feet if they continue to blow smoke up our asses then How we are that's not a thing, by the way. we are not going to be driving a bunch of electric Beamers or a bunch of electric Mercedes or a bunch of electric Fords. They can't get their together on charging infrastructure. They're letting everyone else do it. And Tesla is just balls to the walls going all out to do it all. And that could make them the number one car maker. I think they can get a serious chunk, serious, like 5% of the market. 10% of the market because they are the only people that are going to have the battery capacity. That's what this is going to come down to, making enough batteries for the cars. And so these other manufacturers are going to have 5,000 vehicles, 10,000, 30,000 vehicles. But where are all the gigafactories? There's where only one gigafactory. Well, there's many more planned. So that's why they will win if they can also make sure that there's enough superchargers. Yes, I said it. Look, um, so boys, what do you, what's the distance record, right? We're talking about bigger batteries. Yes. Mel wants to go farther and yes. farther and farther. What's the distance record for a Tesla it full was, charge? It was like four or 500 miles back in the day. Is there a new record? There, yeah. So uh, we were looking, we were bored on the way home, doing a little supercharging, looking, and wham, I saw, my son saw, 550.3 miles. In a Model S. That slipped by me. 550. 550. That's pretty huge. And what it, Model S was it? An 85D. What the what the what? And I saw that and I thought, wait a minute. This is old. And sure enough, this from back, I thought this was like a- April, right? April. We're in April, aren't we? And I thought April 16th. Wait, that's like a week from now. And then I realized it's he a- did it in the future? It's a year old. Oh. So no one has published a new record in a Tesla for a year. They got 550.3 to beat. And now we have the 100Ds rolling out. It's the world's most boring record. Yeah, really? No, it's exciting to me. It's so boring because you got to drive like, what, 15 miles an hour? Yeah, he drove like miles? 24 miles an hour oh with God. the hazard lights on. He said the hazard lights became his friend. <laughs> he actually named the hazard lights. So... If you've got a 100D, and this was done in 85, you should be able to get way over 600, maybe 650. Right. So 100D owner, I'm talking to you. Hey, yeah, you, you, I'm talking to you. (laughs) I want you to go fully charge the car. I want you to find um, somewhere to drive a long distance where you can safely do it slowly and get back to us by next week. And do you think that they do this with like cruise control at set for 15 miles to the hour? I would develop absolute tetany of my right leg if I didn't. <laughs> I don't you know what that word means. You need to find a big loop and with well-marked lanes yeah. and put it on a traffic aware assist control device. Right. Get a big bag of chips 
probably something in a form of diaper <laughs> and have at it. A bucket of some sort? Or some form of container? 17 Subway sandwiches? I would, I would definitely have the windows down, which might reduce it a little bit, just because it's going to get a little Or the climate control on Yeah, for and, sure. and pick a day which the temperature, the exterior temperature, is the perfect temperature for the battery so that it doesn't expend any energy heating or cooling the battery so the scenario that we've painted is a very ugly one <laughs> now we understand why no one else has done this in a year because it's they, the they world. could make believe they're going to the moon though because it's, it would be similar wouldn't it it's a little bit like yes, uh the monty python similar. skit where they have world championship book writing and they have this huge stadium and one guy has got a typewriter and he's in the middle of the stadium and there's a commentator and uh he starts writing a book the oh, he started the last four books with that word. <laughs> trying to make something. Ex- watching somebody drive at twenty miles an hour on their Tesla, round and round and round. Not so interesting, but somebody's going to do it. I'm looking at you, hundred D owner. Without yeah. the P, you can do it. You're fifty. You're bored. You got nothing to do. You got a twenty five dollar Subway gift card. A diaper. Get multiple. The diaper is really freaking me out. Well, <laughs> the whole idea. You don't want to stop. You got to keep that talking going. about diaper rash. You know, you could probably use deal. somebody on a on a moped or a motorcycle to kind of like hand you supplies through the window while you're in yeah. certain areas for these pit stops. I don't want to be the guy who opens the door for that guy. <laughs> like, I don't want to be the dude. Like, hey, you made it five fifty two. I'm yeah. no, I'm no math genius, but at uh, twenty twenty five miles an hour, six hundred and fifty <laughs> miles, that's a day, and I. <laughs> I'd use, that, I'd use that diaper. Time. <laughs> well, this guy, Casey Spencer, he actually live streamed the whole thing. I'm so watching you, that thing. Yeah, you could, <laughs> you could cool. enjoy the entire exciting event. How many times do you think he said, please make it stop? <laughs> <laughs> this was a bad idea. I gotta go. I, I gotta get, get out of the car. If I don't make it past whatever the last record, I'm going to. He probably had like a perfectly good system. He probably got out, used the bathroom, got a sandwich. None of this probably happened, but... That shit's not funny. All right, Tesla Rider's got another article about Lucid Motors. Remember that Lucid Motors is this uh, ultra-luxury car, and I think that's important for us to marry. But every time you read one of these things about Lucid, it is not a Tesla killer. This is an ultra-luxury car. It's a luxury jet They're getting some Series D funding, whatever that is. It comes after A, B, and C is my guess. And $700 million. I thought they were being defunded because this shit is never going to happen. $700 million (laughs) to build a factory out there in the Arizona and when are these cars going to be coming off the lot? 2020? Well, never is the most likely. And the peak that they want to make here is 130000 So I'm losing interest sort of in the Lucid thing. I think it'll be a fun car to look at and play with. But since I'm more interested in getting electric cars out there and uh, the sort of electrification of transport in the United States, this is a toy. This is not a plan to save the planet. Yeah, it is. That is, that is correct. Speaking of saving the planet... Um, has got an article here that says, oh, by the way, and there must be some people at uh, Electric and Tesla writing and all these places that basically just, as part of their daily routine, they go on the Tesla website and see what's new. What they found on the Tesla website here on Electric was that there is new solar panels. So Tesla has got the solar roof, which I'm waiting for, and hopefully will be installed just behind me here. That'll be loud. We should do a recording on that. Oh, we will that day. (laughs) In the meantime, they're also (laughs) developing newer, slicker just sort of standard, we'll call them, solar panels. problem with a lot of solar panels is that they look ugly. If you ask a lot of people, uh, why don't you put solar panels up, one of the reasons they give you that they don't, besides the expense, is that they look ugly. Well, Tesla is innovating, making much slicker, nicer, 
beautiful beveled edges some to of their this, solar panels. Not that the panels look ugly, but some installs are terrible. Right. They're just ugly. You see a few of them and you're like, why did they do that? So Tesla is working on doing this faster and slicker. And they bought a company, well, actually Solar City bought a company just before they were bought by Tesla, which has uh, reduced the time to install these things by half. Using the puck. Using pucks and other pucks. devices and then sort of beveling and making them look good. So I think this is great because the solar roof thing is really only for new installs. If you just put a roof on two years ago, you're not going to tear it out and put a new roof on. You need to put solar panels on top. Oh, and you will. Be pretty. Because you're out of your mind. I won't. Not These even me. These panels put out a huge amount of energy. And they're 325 watts. I mean, the best for a long time was in the mid-200s. So this has pushed it quite a bit farther. Not quite in order. They look so nice, I might strap one to the top of my S. (laughs) Your S, your model S, not your S. I would love to see you coursing around the neighborhood with a solar panel on your S. That'd be funny. Although I've seen a lot of pictures of guys, these uh, genius sort of uh, do-it-yourself engineers that have basically made their own electric cars out of Camrys and literally have solar panels. On the car, like five of them. Mm -hmm. They look ridiculous, but the guy's like, I can pretty much drive all day if I drive really slowly. Hey, superchargers. Let's talk about superchargers because Tesla already has an article here that the the world's largest EV charging network, which I can't remember that, or charge point, just appointed Rick Wagner. It's Wagner. It's Wagner. Wagner, who is the former... GEO, uh, GM CEO to its the, board. He, he was the what? Would you like to start that whole thing over again? <laughs> he worked for GM. Uh-huh. GEM. Uh-huh. He worked for GM uh-huh. as a CEO. Oh, okay. Or it could have been. He and what was for his C- name? CGMO. His name was Rick. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did he have a last name? Uh, <laughs> I can't. Nobody, nobody knows. Can't make it out. And he basically said, "Look, I'm. Uh, I think that the future." is electrification, and uh, you're going really? to have, have all these people charging up, so I'm on the board so forward of charge point. That's pretty cool. I wonder what he was saying before he became on the board and was talking from... I'll tell you, Harry, here, you want to, yeah, you want to hear what he's saying? I don't think electric cars are going to take off because uh, we don't make any. Right. <laughs> and we barely make one now, yeah. but well, whatever. We, we made the EV1. That was really cool. Now we, we smashed them all. Maybe they're going to use somehow charge point and corrupt them into creating a charging network for GM cars. Speaking of charging, yes, I had a Twitter poll this week. You That's did. Right. Did you see it? Yes. Tell did us about produce, it. Did you produce? Did you? Were you part of it? Did you I push felt, a button? I felt it wasn't the right thing to do. You it did. It should be an unbiased sample. That sounds like Tom saying he shouldn't bother to listen to the show because <gasps> biases him. If you own the question was this: Go ahead. If you own a plug-in EV, that's yes. electric vehicle for you novices at the table. Yes. That's you guys. Did you also install a level two charging system? Yes, no, or my building won't allow it. Of the hundreds of thousands and millions of talking Tesla listeners, 101 voted in a week. Excellent. Seriously, people, what the hell are you doing? Uh, 74% of the 101. So that's approximately, Robert, would you like to do the math? Two thirds. One third. 74. Let's just call it 74. Yeah, just pick three and over four. Yeah. And then 24% said no, they didn't. And I, that's curious to me. 25%. Like, I would like a follow-up question to those people. And then the 2% said their building would not allow it. That's a bummer. Of the 24% of approximately mm-hmm. that did not install a level two charger. Follow-up question. 
Did you simply plug your car into the 120 volt slow trickle charge three miles, four miles an hour? Is that what you do? That's or, one solution. Or, mm-hmm. or, yes, sir. Are you saying I basically have an adapter and I plug it into the dryer or, outlet? Or, 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 or. The question that was hard to answer in this particular situation is: Do those 24 percent of people have access to a charger? At work, which is basically right. the same thing. They didn't install it, right? but they have access to another one. Because alternatively, I think, as we spoke about ad nauseum, yes. I think it's difficult to own an electric car without your own charger. Nair impossible in a lot of ways. Nary impossible. Nary yeah. impossible. It would be difficult. You'd have like a pretty circumscribed places that you. I don't can know go. what that word means. Circumscribed. You uh, round and round and round and oh, round and okay, round, round and round and round and round. And, and so I think that uh, you know there are some people, and I wonder if any of those on the pole are the ones who used to park at the supercharger all night. I hope not. Let's move on and talk about how many superchargers are out there because this is a problem and we're going to have to have a lot of superchargers, particularly in places where there's big cities and people who can't plug in because of their apartment buildings. We talk about this metro charging station kind of thing. So there's got to be – there's probably, Tom, I'm looking at you right now, there's probably going to be – 50 new construction projects that I we're about to hear about. I think the supercharger network is vast. It's probably, they're up to like 11 or 12 chargers total now, Robert. Isn't that about right? <laughs> Tell us, Robert. What have well, we got this week? Until yesterday at sunset, I was feeling very down about the supercharger update because essentially there are no new superchargers. Aww. Or at least no new supercharger stations. We have the Rivière du Loup in Quebec. Just opened up again. We talked about that one. It's been up and down and up and down and all because of some dude who pulls up, plugs in his car and the whole thing goes down, or at least that's the lore. And then uh, we've gotten construction started in three new sites in Little Rock, Arkansas, Wilmington, North Carolina, and Schaffhausen, Switzerland. And there's a permit that was pulled in Charleston, West Virginia. West Virginia... Coal country, interesting. But Little Rock, Arkansas, maybe at the Clinton Library. Mm, That'd be cool. That would oh. be cool. Yeah. So nothing new to report except, as I said, yesterday at sunset, where was I? Driving back home. We didn't need to charge at uh Tejon Ranch. That's right. Tejon. Tejon Ranch. Uh, which is in McCarthy, California, I think it was called. Anyway, um, but we stopped because we were hungry. So we went to the supercharger. And what did I see? A full supercharger. They have added superchargers to Tejon Ranch. Oh, you know this. Yes, I heard it from uh, Dave Mason said, because he drives back and forth from LA to Fresno all the right. time. He said, I can't remember how many he said. How many is there? Ten. Ten new ones? Ten plugs. Total. Well, butter my buttocks and call me Captain Crunch. They have uh, re- right. they've basically replaced all of the old. So this was like one of the first supercharger sites, and it had these funky design they wanted to make, where the posts for the solar canopy actually had an opening door. It was like this long cylindrical door. You'd open I like it, that one, and you'd pull the cord out and you'd plug it in. It was very Jetson like. We go to that one a lot. We go. Those are gone. They just have regular poles. I don't like it supporting anymore. the structure, and they put in the regular Tesla. You know, uh, Bollard-style charger device. Tesla has no respect for its history. Did they put up any solar panels? There's still the same solar panels as before, but they have these portable 
like Tesla supercharger on a pallet. It's two superchargers with a supercharger panel or, or uh, um, cabinet sits between them and you just pick it up with a forklift and you can move it around and it has a very large extension cord on the back. Yeah, those are the, the portable ones that we saw that one time when we were at the Harris Ranch. Yeah, so they added 10. All right. Well, they, they added uh, four and now they have 10. Okay. So that's the they only good news. To make it 10. That's the only good news that I have to say about superchargers. So let's just go to space. Let's do space. Let's quickly go over this because it turns out. Yeah. We've been talking for a very long time. Can we make it end? Let's go. Let's okay, make it so end. Space. Space. Go. There's this big news splash in the geek news about Mars Base Camp, which is Lockheed fleshing out its new Red Planet Space Station plan. And I thought, oh, wow, Lockheed's going to get on board. Maybe they're going to you know, drop a, a little city next to the Elon City. So we'll have Elonville and we'll have Lockheedville. And they could be like interconnections. One place will be where you go for the parties and the other place you go to sleep it'll be Lockheed Town it's not going to be Lockheedville that's ridiculous Lockheed Town so anyway I started reading this article and I became so disappointed just reading the the first line and it says in 2028 a space station could be circling Mars if a new concept comes to fruition okay so basically they're throwing out this idea with a lot of possibilities and a lot of this may include and it's basically a small ISS like solar uh, um, space station that circles Mars and they can use uh, robotics on the surface to look for places to land and have a colony and they could use artificial intelligence and virtual reality and it goes on and on about all of these you know vapory kind of things they should call it the death star the death star it looks pretty benign and it felt like this whole thing was just a big hail mary pass to keep up with spacex which is going you know flat out long on this whole project if you're a car manufacturer who doesn't really have an electric car the timeline is always 2020 if Mm -hmm. you are a rocket builder i think we might be developing a new timeline for when you're going to go to mars and we're going to say it's 2028 right follow this Over time. What, are, what is going to happen in 2020 with the car companies? That's what I want to know. That's what, when what? all the car companies say that they're going to come out with their cars that don't exist, but they keep having to announce, announce, announce because Tesla's going to be so far ahead. Oh, no, no, our car will be way better. It'll be twice as fast charging and it'll go three times as far and it's coming out in 2020. So Have you not listened to the show? No. Yeah. I don't. I think we've 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 clarified we've that. When's the next SpaceX launch, for goodness sake? On April 30th at 4 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, which is 1 a.m., in Florida, they're going to launch a secret payload for it the is? National Reconnaissance it's Office. A, it's earlier in Florida. Yeah, yeah, it is. Sun rises first in the east. And so... It sits in the south. Of Australia. Yeah. And so this is going to be like some type of a spy satellite. There's not much detail out there, but I'm sure they're going to um, put out another show. Although there's nothing really first about this one. This is just going to be a brand new, spanking new Falcon 9 rocket with something secret on the top. No, reusey, reusey, reusey? It's no. a secret. And they haven't, they haven't um, uh, revealed if this is going to be a landing or a ditching. I expect it'll be a landing. The National Reconnaissance Office is like, no, we don't want to use one of your used rockets. Thank no, they you don't. very much. We have too much spy stuff on there. All right, I'm going to finish off before we uh, go into our apps and then our letters. Uh, Apple should buy Tesla. This keeps coming up. This is from nope. Seeking uh, Alpha. And this is another person who says, look, uh, Tesla is in full-on innovation mode. They're innovating all over the place. Apple is not in innovation mode, 
but they're more in just sort of collecting the cash mode. Apple has $200 billion in the bank, and we said before that's enough to buy Ford, GM, and Tesla, and still have another $50 billion in the bank. Except for all of the money you would be now dropping into running Ford, GM, and Tesla. (laughs) So what does an Apple buy Tesla? It would be great. And uh, a lot of other people said, Elon ain't going to work for nobody else. I don't think it's a good idea. I don't personally believe a car company is a good culture fit for Apple, in my opinion. I think Apple makes super fun cool things that work really well for people to use in their daily lives. And cars are just a tool. Like, they're just something else. Or they're going to be Have you been in a Model S? It's more than a tool. Elon's already taken that away. (laughs) You walked right into that one, by the way. (laughs) Set you up. Elon's already made the cool car. So it's going to be really difficult to reinvent the automobile. All right, let's do our apps and our letters. But before we do so... Uh, let's have a word from our sponsor, Wonder Capital. I've been talking to Brian. Company is Wonder Capital, and I'm Brian Bursick, uh, the CEO. Remember these guys? Company that you give money to, they take that money. They invest it in commercial solar products and give you a return. It's a way of helping them create more solar while you get a return. And rather than just doing an ad read, we wanted to know a little bit about the people behind this company. And rather than just making money to make money, they wanted to do something useful. They wanted to help. What else are you doing, Brian? You know, some life choices my family and I have been able to make. We've been able to live in in New York City and in in downtown Boulder where walking and bicycling is is feasible. You know, that's not possible for everyone, but we were able to live in those places, uh, which reduced our footprint. And similarly, expensive places per square foot. So just your consumption on a, you know, we've had relatively small places to live. You know, I've cut meat out of my diet to a very large extent, probably 95% reduction since I was you know, in my 20s. And that's largely driven by environmental considerations, although I also love animals. But for me, that was driven by climate change considerations. So Brian and the team are obviously thinking not just, you know, corporately, what can they do to accelerate a sustainable future, but also personally. But in the end, this is investing. So why would I give my investment dollars to Wonder Capital and not to somebody else? I think to the extent that you are looking to support solar, the lack of growth in commercial relative to residential makes a strong argument for bolstering the commercial space such that it can reach the acceleration point the residential's at. So I think that is an interesting differentiator relative to a lot of other things you see in the the green space. We do see that relative to some other impact-minded investment vehicles, uh, our projected 8.5% returns are higher than, than frankly, folks um, we've seen are, are used to seeing if they're looking purely at impact investments. So I do think that we're competitive on that front. And then, you know, as I said, I think the third thing, and you know, some other green assets might have this, but I know that at Wonder we take this incredibly seriously and we take it as seriously as we take the quality of the businesses we lend to. I really think that the asset backing, the fact that you own, even in the case of the, you know, the worst case scenario, right, that someone defaults um, on the loan that's made um, out of the fund, that you have a electricity generation system that costs very, very little to run per year and creates the most valuable commodity that we have, right, which is, which is retail electricity. So I think that that focus on the asset combined with incrementality and impact and a projected return that is competitive, you know, makes me excited to be offering it to investors. So if you're looking for green investments, take a look at Wonder Capital, W-U-N-D-E-R, forward slash Tesla. And don't forget the forward slash Tesla. We want a little love for the work we're doing. But remember, it's investing, 
It's not without risk. Have a little chatty chat with your investment counsellor first. Wonder Capital. Do well and do good. Let's do apps and media. First of all, media. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I don't know if I've said it before, but The Daily, the New York Times podcast, so good. I don't know how they make such a good podcast every day for 20 to 30 minutes. It is so well produced. The audio quality is amazing. The content is fantastic. It's really pretty balanced. Um, you should listen to The Daily. And my app of the day, Google Keep. You know, I have a iPhone. I'm an Apple guy. I have an iPhone. Mm-hmm. But the apps that I use most of the time are of the Google nature. Yes. So Google Keep is sort of just a you know taking notes kind of a thing, but it gets better all the time. It integrates with your Google on your computer. I like the Google the Google Keep. keep I like it. Keep it keeps the Google. So, uh, Robert, what app have you got for us? I I don't really have an app this week. I haven't been playing with apps other than the ones that I use all the time, but. I remember hearing about Tom and the Candy Crush King that he was, and that he's now given up the candy crushing. It's been a hard week. Yeah. <laughs> so we discovered when we were in Boulder this amazing little store, just stumbled upon it, something that wouldn't happen with AI, and they sell puzzles. But they don't sell just any puzzle. These are wooden puzzles. And these wooden puzzles have the most amazing pieces, pieces like there's a puzzle of the ocean. And in the ocean are puzzle pieces that are the shape of a dolphin and a whale and a mermaid. Things and that are in the ocean. In the ocean. So the, the, the puzzles have multiple layers of theme within mm-hmm. them. They're handcrafted. They're made on like these um, laser cutting uh, devices that cut... Uh, for With thin lasers. wood, CNG, I wood think it's lasers. called. Yeah, CNC, CNC, and uh, I, I got a talk. They talk, They told me how they're they're made. They're made using multiple laser passes. They are amazing. And so, does your family hate you? <laughs> what is going on? No, my, I'm just kidding. We bought I'm like sorry. three of them. They're you not did? inexpensive. Where, you didn't bring one. So they've got whales. They've got mermaids. They've oh, got there's hundreds of them. Do they have lots of CO2 acidifying the ocean and destroying all the coral? Do they have that? Was this uh, <laughs> a, just a puzzle store that specialized only in these puzzles? Was Correct. it a like, factory they store, Liberty Puzzle own. factory They make their store? own. It's their only store. Nice. And I brought you a And sticker. where was it? Boulder, Boulder, Colorado. 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 Nice. Liberty Puzzles. It seems to me that I asked for an app and Tom's like, here's the app I deleted and Robert is, here's a game right. that is not an app so because you're both against apps. Here's, you what hate apps. here's what I'll tell you. Every single week we have to come up with a new app, Mel. What the hell is wrong with you? You're killing me with this app update. I got an app update. I came up with a couple, though, for you. I got an Just update. give me one so I got you can up- spread it out. I got an tub. update to the Test Lab app, which I am still loving. Okay. And they sent us a private message via Twitter. I don't know if you guys saw this. Oh. Offering us access to their car app that they're building. Oh. So it'll be an in-car test yeah. lab app oh. on the screen. So we're waiting for that. I responded to the fine gentleman you said who no? offered that. No, I said one of us probably oh, will you be willing. Yes. Robert. <laughs> <laughs> and then what I will say to you is the app that I would like everybody to download is the EPL. It's called EPL Club Songs. If you like soccer like I like soccer and you like English soccer and you've always wondered what is all that chanting happening in the background while you're mm. watching games on the Sunday, this app has all of the songs with the lyrics and and a player so you can actually hear the tunes. Very cool. 
and it includes the best Premier League club song of all times from the Liverpool Football Club, You'll Never Walk Alone, which is inspiring. And my media comes from, and wait for it, Mel, yes. Sven Westerlund. Sven Westerlund. Facebook. Who is a big friend of the show. Because occasionally people post things to Facebook and expect us to know that they're there. <laughs> he posted a YouTube video. So we're now watching the Facebook uh <laughs> I was. I wanted to find a piece of media. Okay. I, I went to our thing to 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 do a thing, and he sent us this YouTube video. And you two will, and you you two gentlemen at the table, yes. And I use that term loosely. Will enjoy this very much because it's one of those whiteboard uh, drawing situations, right? Where they yep. draw on the whiteboard yep. and talk uh, on the back about how much electricity is used in the refining of petroleum in the UK. Little known fact, Mr. Elon Musk once said, you know how you can get all the electricity you need to charge cars? Stop Stop making gasoline. So 5.5 billion kilowatt hours of energy used in 2005 in the UK alone to refine Petroleum, which makes a lot of other products, not just gasoline, but gasoline's the main byproduct of that. And that means that you could charge 20 million cars for 20 trillion miles. That's a lot of miles. So when people say, oh, yeah, there's not enough electricity to run electric cars, or that they say, we just have to keep refining petroleum, that's, they use a lot of electricity. That's only 61,000. No, I'm sorry. 61 million, followed by a bunch of ones, refills of my car. 61 million. That should be supercharging for life, baby. Supercharging for all of the lives. It's a really great uh, YouTube. We'll put it in the show notes. It's about 10 or 11 minutes long. I know young Melvis over here is going to enjoy it and probably have something to say about it. I've already seen it. Oh. It's really super interesting. Super interesting. Depressing. Thanks, Finn. Amazing. Hey, I didn't tell you my media... Now, I, I did tell you my media, but can I tell you another thing? No. Can I tell you, I just watched last night The Founder. Hmm. It's about oh, McDonald's yeah. and... Uh, Ray Kroc. Ray Kroc. And it is super good. What's that guy's name? Ray uh, Kroc. No, the guy that was <laughs> the actor. Uh, Michael Keaton. Yeah, he's fantastic. Spectacular job. Oh, great show. Yeah. Ray Kroc, not the nicest guy. No. Hey, let's do letters, and let's do them super fast. Okay, that was the end of letters. So, and that's it. Thank you, Thank you for writing all of your letters. We really appreciate it, and have a good show. You all spent about 250 hours, and we just... Matt Atkinson sent us a link to a BBC documentary about the economics of building nuclear power plants, Ugh. and that'll be in the show notes. I have not yet watched it. Uh, we got a, an email from Azim Gulom. Oh, that's pretty good. Glom. I think that's pretty no, don't now he ruins it. And he invited us to come and speak at a conference. He did. He obviously has not listened yes. to this show. That was yes. really a conference in Malaysia, Robert. Are you wow. going to go? Are you going to be our representative many, in Malaysia? Many, why am I getting volunteered? I would love to go to Malaysia and do that, but it's not going to happen should. because do we out, have do we have any restaurants from the dining uh show, the chef's table show? We want to, Isn't there one in like Thailand? I mean, there's plenty of places to eat in Thailand and Malaysia right. and all yeah. of those places. I mean, don't get me wrong, I would be happy to go. I have literally nothing to say to these people. <laughs> what right. am I what going would you to say? say? Uh, a poopy joke. Yeah. Look, William Brown, uh, he says very subtly, look, I'm just going to leave this here. I'm just going to put it out there. Do with it what you will. 
So, of course, I clicked on it. Thank you, William. And uh, it goes through an assessment of the various tons. Like how many tons are in an, a ton. And so I'm going to read it. It's going to have to get beeped out, but I think you're going to get the idea. So okay. a buttload butt times 10 equals a butt ton. A butt ton times 10 equals one ass load. An ass load times 10 equals one ass ton. Ass ton times 10 is one load. Load times 10 is one ton. Ton times 10 is a load. And load times 10 is one ton. But what I don't understand about any of this is it feels like it's metric and standard, like all kind of mixed together, yeah, right? Like, it's confusing. Because it's all times 10, and, right. and I don't even know that we had an ass ton. Like, is that a new one? It's in there. We didn't have a butt ton, and we didn't have an ass ton. <laughs> so many now. He said, you know, it's in English measurements. If you want it that way, then it's uh, 66 over 7 tons per ton, just so you know. It's right there, Tom. Okay? It's right there. Uh, we have another uh, email here that we cannot say who it's from, but it's from a poor gentleman who got his car crashed into a little fender bender and six months to get it repaired. Oh, Again, the terrible. same issue. It got pretty crashed, so he needed side panels, back panels. He, he needed, needed an ass big... ton of work done <laughs> on the back of his <laughs> And they took a <laughs> ton of time to do it. And he was ton annoyed at it. <laughs> if only I would have known, I would have grabbed one of those aluminum panels that he needed right off that rack. Felipe Ferranz uh, says, when I was talking about networks, I was talking about the Eero to extend my Wi-Fi. He wants to also suggest, if you're out there looking for one, the Ubiquiti. I've been looking for one. Yeah. I'm excited by this. Uh, I just installed an Orbi at uh, Grandpa's place because he was having a problem with the old Apple device, and that thing has been working extremely well. Nicholas Cochran says, uh, Mel and kids, um, your regenerative braking will turn off when it's really cold or when the battery is really full. True. Um, and then we got another one from Doug Ingram, which basically said the same thing. So maybe this is true. I also said Tom was right, Doug. He did say Tom was right. And he also said Tom and a number of other people said the same thing. If you want to do your cruisy down the hills, um, you're probably right that if you've got the right circumstances, turning off regenerative braking and just rolling is probably going to get you more distance, more energy uh, overall. The problem is um, you can go really fast if yeah. you're not careful. Mm -hmm. And the way to do it is just to... Put it into neutral. I don't what like do that say? idea. I don't love the idea of throwing my car into neutral going down hills for some mm. reason. I don't know. because Brakes still work. Yeah, no, it all it all works. It works fine. It just It's like another, it's a thing. Like it's not a paddle shift. Like it, it seems like not the right thing to do in my opinion. I've never and, tried doing it, but I imagine yeah. it would work. It does would, work. It no. would solve I mean, I've problem. done it on accident. Like you never accidentally hit that thing and like yeah, sort of like you're not in driving But not anymore. when I'm doing 60 down a, like, you know, the grapevine. Right. I don't know. I'm just, I'm all over the place. Greg, uh, Stehulak, maybe? Stehulak? He uh, sent us a nice letter that said the same thing about um, putting it into N and sort of cruising. And he also did some math on the fact that uh, he was looking at a, a RAV4 or a CRV gas cars versus a Tesla, a re, you know, a secondhand Tesla. And he said, you know, gas prices at three bucks a gallon, electricity at 4.2 cents at night when I would charge 25,000 miles a year over a 10 year time frame. Turns out the Tesla wins over time. So he got himself a Tesla just by doing math, just by doing the calculations. The 53,000 CPO Tesla is comparable to the $30,000 SUV over time. Take that, gas guzzlers. That's awesome. And you know what's one thing he didn't do? What? He didn't use my code, Robert3177. <laughs> 
That doesn't count for CPOs, I don't believe. Oh, okay. Nice try. But though. nice try to throw it in there. Hey, uh, we've got a problem here. Somebody got Joel, Joel Sapp, Sapp all fired up. I wonder who it was, Robert. Joel oh. Sapp, who is the founder of the Black Caucus, the Talking Tesla Black Caucus. Not says, guys, Derek, Robert. We, we need to start, you know, we need to put this up on our website so I have a place where I can look for it. There's a lot of facts to keep track. I, I sincerely apologize. Derek Joel. did not start. The Talking Tesla Black Caucus. No, it Derek's in the Talking te- Derek Tesla Black Caucus. Derek was the second person. Second. Okay, let's be very Joel clear about that. Joel started it. Thank you, Joel. And then Tevin is another member of the Black Caucus who also has his own um, podcast, which I have not heard yet, but I can't wait to. And then he tells us something way more interesting than all of this, although I do believe that we should get our facts straight on this stupid show. <laughs> Joel says this, there's a girl, she's in college, her name is Alexa Siri. That's some confusing. <laughs> if, you have, if you have some stuff around, you're going to have some problems. She probably is going to have to use Google devices because my uh, son has a girlfriend named Alexa, which is the word that wakes up your Amazon Echo. And it's super annoying when she's over because everybody starts talking to her using her name. And the device turns on all the time. So we had to change the name to Echo. I have a cat named Google. Really? Seriously? No. <laughs> That's wow. ridiculous. Uh, Chris Biddle? Is that right? Yes. Yeah, you got that one. Good Thank job, you. Buddy. He uh, sends us some pictures of a Model S that just got delivered, and in one of the pillars, the A pillar, it's torn and broken and painted this over. This was bull****. In my opinion. So and this car, the A-pillar, that's the one in front of the driver, had a clear, just massive gash where the internal foam was exposed. Mm-hmm. And they painted over it and painted it and sent this car to a gentleman. That is not cool, Tesla. You know what I would say to you, Tesla? Not cool. Yeah. That had to have gone through several quality control checks where those people were like this. And my guess is it's one of those Tesla parking lot Instagram folks that were just like, whatever. How did this get missed? You know, I can't believe it because while we were on the tour, one thing Caleb and I saw were these incredibly bright booths where they would bring the car in and like four guys or gals would be pouring all over the car looking for any imperfections anywhere. And these guys really know that car. I mean, that's all they do day in and day out. It's so bad. I think that maybe something else happened, like when they were taking it off the uh, truck to deliver it, it fell off the top rung. No, because it was painted. It over, was painted. Right? So it had to have happened in the factory. It's, uh, he brings it up as a concern for build quality. And uh, if this can get by the human eyeballs, uh, there's a problem. John McGuinn. McGuinn, is that right? Sure. Look, uh, he sends us a... A really interesting video about you've got your solar panels up there and uh, then the grid goes down and your solar panels turn off and that's kind of a pain. So if you don't have battery backup, it's a real pain. These solar panel system, this inverter that um, these people are trying to flog, says if the grid goes out, you can sw- flip a switch on your inverter and get like uh, 1,500 watts straight out of your solar panels directly. Now, I don't understand this because my understanding is if, if you know, you get a sort of a cloud comes over and then the power goes right down, then it comes up again. Uh, that's a problem for your electronics. So there must be some sort of buffering. Is there some battery in there? So I don't know about doing this, but that's been the problem with trying to run things directly off your solar panels because you've got to have the right load. The amount of energy you use on the grid is got to be about the same as the energy you are um, making 
in your house it would be the same way. If you have a battery backup system, you shove it into the battery and then the battery gives you constant flow. So I don't know what happens in a system like this when the clouds come over and shade your solar panels and then the clouds go away and your solar panels are making a lot. How does this work? I don't know. It's very interesting. It's like the brownouts that happened in New York in the 80s where you'd be sitting in a hotel room and then all of a sudden all the lights would dim. That used to happen in California about 20 years ago all the time. Nathan Dwyer says he, like Tom, really would like to sit and drive around in a Model 3 before he gives up his final chunk of cash because he is worried about this um, instrument cluster, that it might be a cluster. We'll put a show, uh, a story on the show. There was a guy who dissected all of the images of all of the Model 3 middle screens to show you that it's going to work fine. And, it, and, and I can show you in my car where I have my phone mounted. I got a new phone mount for the new car by ProClip. They pay me nothing. Best mount there is. And it puts your iPhone or your, your whatever phone right where the information that's most critical will be on the 15-inch diagonal screen in the Model 3. And it's, it works fine. It's not a, not a big distraction. You don't need a heads-up display. This is going to be cool. Mike Diva says there's lots of problems with nuclear energy. We talked about um, this last week or the week before. And he says, you know, they're slow. They're expensive. Lots of toxic waste. They're uninsurable. When they go down, they become a terrorist risk. Um, And this is all true, I guess. But it's interesting to me that a number of big-time environmentalists who used to be against nuclear in the 70s have come out and said, CO2 is a way bigger problem than nuclear waste at this point. So if that's the way you get rid of some coal-fired plants, they have moved to saying, as part of the mix, nuclear energy, we think, is less toxic than CO2. That's just how bad some people think CO2 is. CO2, whole planet, uh, nuclear power, isolated areas of badness, like Chernobyl and stuff. But I wanted to make sure that people did not get the impression we were necessarily advocating for nuclear power. I was making a comparison in cost right. of a solar fat, a plant, a $1 billion solar plant versus a nuclear plant. Right. I'd be interested to hear if Elon has discussed this sort of as a – well, he's not a disinterested third party about where you should you put the money. you got $10 billion. Should I put it in solar and renewables or should I do a power plant? Um, because this thing that still worries me about solar is the intermittent nature of it. Unless yeah, you've got a, a substantial combo, amount solar, of backup. wind, and battery backup. It can there, be done. there is nuclear that does not present all of the risks that the nuclear systems that we currently have do. So there's liquid sodium nuclear reactors, which do which will shut down if they are not maintained. I mean, there's a lot of information out there about this. As a country, we did not go that route because it does not create uh, a, a, a nuclear material you can put in bombs. We went with the type of nuclear power plants that would create something we could weaponize. The other type of nuclear power plant does not, and it is much safer um, there's a lot to be read about it. We talked a little bit about this many, many, many shows ago. So just because it's nuclear does not make it bad. But at current uh, technology and what we are using throughout the world, those are not what I would advocate for. So we will uh, talk more about this. And in fact, I will get an expert because I'm kind of interested to have that sort of debate up in my up in my scone box about nuclear, the different types So Andy McLeod wrote to us about the electric GT, which is going to be a really cool race. Right now we have electric formula type racing, which we've talked about in the past. I went a couple of times. It's it's okay. But 
they did not work with Tesla. They use two separate cars. They switch out. They don't recharge. It's, it's kind of like not really showing off all the benefits of electric cars. And so what Electric GT is doing, initially they were going to take uh, P85 cars and use those for racing. And now they've upgraded to the P100. They're stripping them down. They're making them go really quick, really fast. Uh, one of our uh, one of my favorite race car drivers, Leilani Munter, is going to be one of their drivers. And, uh, and we've been invited to talk with them. I think it's going to be great. We should talk about it. Uh, you know, when the tickets become available and people can start uh, planning to go to some of these races. Are they going to have a race around here? Yeah. Where? I don't know. They haven't set it all up, but I expect it'll probably be in, uh, you know, Monterey. Sebring or something. Right. Diego sends us a program which is for ride sharing for low-income communities in Oregon, which looks pretty cool. It's in the show notes. Yeah, that's very cool. It's like uh, EV, electric vehicles. They got a small fleet for people of low income to be able to sort of ride share and, and share them amongst themselves. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I want to thank you for putting up for this uh, Talking Tesla. It was done under duress. Wasn't the best studio circumstances. It was cold in here. The table is kind of bouncy. Uh, Robert's got t- tuberculosis, and, as you can see. And one of coughing, us has coughing, an coughing. incredible amount of gas. Um, <laughs> I'd like to uh, thank the makers of beans for this episode. Beans this... means the magical fruit. The, the more, more you, you eat, eat, the more, the you, more toot. you toot. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Talking Tesla 81. We'll talk to you next week, hopefully back in the new studio. We're not really ending the show like that, are we? The more you toot, the better you feel. So let's have Um, beans for every meal. uh, Welcome to Tom's Last Show. (laughs) Talking Tesla is a production of Fully Boo Incorporated. Produced by Mel Herbert and CC Herbert. Hosted by Mel Herbert, Tom Wolfson, and Robert Rosenblum. To support Talking Tesla, go to patreon.com forward slash talking Tesla. And finally, if you love the show, write us a review on iTunes.